slowing, I'm, I'm slowing down. Yeah. I swear, like, before, you know, I could give myself, you know, sort of the, the size of the lunch I just had, I, I, ten minutes. I can down this thing in less than ten minutes. Um, but lately, I don't know, I just feel it. Eat, and this isn't just a lunchtime thing or when I'm in a rush. Uh, does that happen with age? Do you become a slower eater as you go? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, everybody's a little different there. Like suddenly now like a 10 minute meal is now like a 14 minute meal. You know, where a quick <laughs> uh, a quick bowl of oatmeal in the morning, which used to be a five minute meal, is now an eight minute meal. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I'm becoming a slower and slower eater. My grandmother was the slowest ever. <laughs> slowest ever eater and I'm worried um, that you know a lot of those traits that skip a generation that yeah. I'm, I'm home <laughs> that, that might be one of them maybe around when she was around 30 she started to hit her uh, eating decline <laughs> I don't know I don't so know. Uh, you'd be out for a big dinner everyone's done she's not even halfway through. Uh, not even halfway through and it's not it wasn't even because she was like talking a lot or yeah. anything like because you involved the conversation no she would just cut take little bites and then uh, you know wait for it you know, chew, <laughs> chew with her mouth and then swallow and then breath and then maybe go for a little bit of the peas or something. It was, uh, yeah, maybe, oh maybe, maybe, maybe that's, I'm just, that's, I'm becoming, I'm turning into that. I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends what you're doing as well. Are you just eating? You're watching stuff? You're reading? Well, yes. Well, they do say if you're eating and watching or eating and doing anything, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't uh, be. You shouldn't be. No, this is a bodybuilder trick. Oh, this is a bodybuilder. This is a bodybuilder trick, and, uh, you know, like, uh, you, you know, when you're just trying to consume as many calories as you possibly can, uh, it's very popular for some of the biggest bodybuilders to just sit themselves in front of literally a their blank wall. No, no painting. <laughs> and what's the reasoning? Is it just to eat quicker? Yeah, so you get no distractions. So you okay. eat as fat. You eat as many calories before your body has the time to realize what that it's actually eating. <laughs> yeah, An old trick. Old trick. They <laughs> they say they say. I don't know. I was watching. I was watching YouTube uh, when I was yeah. eating breakfast. So who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't really been timing my eating, so I can't say if I'm slowing faster. Yeah, I can just I can just feel it happening. I can just feel myself getting slower. Um, I think it started last summer when I would kind of have nibbles of my dinner over a long period of, or <laughs> over like a 25 minute span of time. I'd have like a bite and then chat a little bit and have another bite. And then I realized, oh, shit, this took me 30 minutes to eat dinner, not just to sit down to warm it up to to do whatever. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. This is this is a new one for me. You know, it's like I'm not going bald. I'm not uh, you know, growing hair in weird places. I'm just learning. I'm or I'm slow, less slowing down on my food consumption. I don't know. Still eating. Still eating the same amount of food. If anything, I'm eating <laughs> yeah, more. As long as you're eating. I'm eating like more food than I was before. Well, maybe that's why you're going slower. The body's like, all right, let's just maybe chill that, a bit. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's what it is. Before lunch used to be a ten so minute. You only meal. had three meals a day, and you know you, yeah, you eat it quicker because you get less. I don't know. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, I gotta, I gotta, I got, I do have to work on this because I have noticed this sharp decline only like recently, over the last like three or four months. I've really realized, oh, <laughs> this took me a lot longer than I thought it would. <laughs> 
Well, maybe just also, you know, you know, you're not working as much. There's less to do. So you're not your appetite's not as strong. Who knows? Yeah, <clears throat> it could be. A, it could be. It could be a number the of stress of things. work alone can make you more hungry. The stress of work alone can make you hungry. I remember in high school waking up and you're starving, starving for that bowl of shreddies or for that well, bowl of cornflakes. Um, but now I wake up and I need a couple hours before uh, I, I feel like eating or I have to do something first. Yeah, I don't want like a big meal right away. No, no. And even like a granola bar or something to get you going. And that's, you know, and then I'm good. Yeah, and, and even when that meal happens, yeah, it's not going to be a big one. I need to do something like if I was if I were to wake up, do groceries, and then come home. That's like enough of a thing that it's like okay, I've my body now needs some food. Yeah, but just like wake up and go. <laughs> no, I mean in high school we could do I could do that for sure. High school, yeah, I wouldn't do that as much either. I would just I'd prefer sleep over eating, so I'd get that extra twenty minutes, <laughs> have a quick like drink. Inst- carnation instant breakfast and then uh, just be pretty hungry by lunchtime and just, <laughs> and just be pretty hungry by the time lunch came on yeah. you had your just uh, hope you don't have gym before lunch bagel and cream cheese oh gym first period you gotta go for gym first period because that's oh, that. like the most <laughs> lax class to be met to be late for <laughs> not when mr deutsch is your teacher <laughs> not when mr deutsch i know i think rover would uh if He's you were angry. if you were late you had to uh just like run Run a couple laps. Yeah. yeah, I think you had to run a couple laps when everyone else was doing their <laughs> stuff. You had, if you had Mr. Rover, shout out to yeah. Mr. Rover. Um, I, I, th- I genuinely assumed for a little while there that he was drinking Diet Coke at nine thirty <laughs> in the morning. Turns out it wasn't. Turns out I just, yeah. I just thought you know he had a weird looking lip, and for, yeah, for a while it took. I didn't catch on either that uh, yeah, he was doing the old dip, the old dip and spit. Sometimes he'd have a coffee cup, which would make more sense. Which but, would make uh, more sense from coffee time. I do. Or which, <laughs> what was the one? Was that the one that was on the corner? Yeah. Yeah. Dirt looking thing. The, the, the weird sketch. Only the sketchy people hung out there thing. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time before I realized that it was actually chewing tobacco and not him <laughs> yeah. drinking Diet Coke. I don't know. The, the, just having a dip, having the, a spit. The <laughs> having a spit. The uh, naiveness of youth. Do you think all the other teachers knew? Like, oh, how? Do you, well, of course, because they were adults. Like, how did they not? Well, I know, know but I mean, you got to think that's not allowed, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> certainly, I mean, I certainly. You, like, if he started hacking a dart outside, people would be like, "What the fuck?" Oh, certainly. And so, in two thousand and seven ish, two thousand seven, I guess. It was probably the last couple days of getting away with it. In two thousand and eight, yeah, I would have. No, certainly. I, I, no Social tobacco. media was just boom, starting to boom. Of so course. Imagine all those <laughs> all those TikToks that people would have had of Mr. Rover just yeah. <laughs> spitting just all just day. Just spitting. Yeah. It would uh it would be it would be endless. Mr. Rover though, shout out. Shout out Mr. Rover. Our football <laughs> our our football coach, yeah, pride of the uh, senior boys football team. Yeah. I remember one year. I think it was I don't know like grade 12, grade 11 he asked. I think it was me, James and Sam for like Play the football team in or something on our guitars. Yeah, you uh, playing the intro, playing the uh, the melody of the Florida State Some Seminoles. Chant. Was that what it was? Yeah, chant I the. Uh, I remember the tune, but I don't remember this. Yep, and it was the oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, well, you know, because of course we were the Huron Heights Warriors, Florida State Seminoles. Pretty much, we were the exact same color scheme. Uh, <laughs> the old burgundy gold. <clears throat> yeah, the old burgundy and gold. That being said, though, I'm sure the Huron Heights Warriors are uh, considering a name change. Mike, you're a lot closer. You're a lot closer to that action happening. You know, of course, the Newmarket <laughs> Redmen, the Huron Heights Warriors. These have to be some uh, well, some names. The Redmen, I can I can understand. Warriors. I mean, warriors are just warriors. Right? But unfortunately, it's the imagery that comes with the warriors. What is the imagery of? Because of the Huron Heights is the Native American or the indigenous man with the tomahawk, with the, like, it's, you know, if, I mean, if they were the Golden well, State Warriors, which is really just kind of, it was just like <laughs> a term, they have, yeah. their logos are not warriors of any kind, you know, their logo, well, the logo is the bridge, the San Francisco Bridge. Yeah. No, I get that. See, the Redmen, I can understand. 100%. Uh, because but, but, as a kid, I didn't even think of it. I was just like, oh, it's just a name. I never, because there's no native imagery. It's just a big N. So well, I never even thought uh, of it, well, it was, yeah, as a little kid. It was, a, and, that, and that's what's funny. It's the opposite of the Huron Heights problem, where you hear warriors, and you're like, there's no yeah, problem with think, that. That's the thing. I but didn't even think of the logo. But then you see the logo, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> see, yeah, the Redskins, obviously, is the worst. Redskin. Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> no, as um, of this morning, yeah. Jeff Lefter has reported from uh, from ESPN that going forward, uh, for the time being, the team will be known as the Washington Football Team. Yes, I did see that as well. Uh, so, uh, I, while we're in this little in between period, of course, we heard the same news over in the CFL. The uh, the E E the E E Edmonton yes, football the team. Edmonton. The EE, to be announced. Yeah, and the Ed, the Edmonton football team is currently the name. Uh, thumbs up, you know. So watch out, uh, Huron Heights. Watch out, town of Newmarket, hockey. Um, yeah. you're next. Well, see, I think you know, it's uh, some ways. I think uh, like just using imagery, Im just using the imagery shouldn't necessarily. Blah! I'm falling over my words. Shouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Like the Chicago Blackhawks are keeping their logo, keeping their name. Yes, the they're doing it. Um, who else is Kansas keeping City it? Chiefs? Haven't heard anything about them. Haven't heard anything about the Chiefs yet. See, I don't think there's anything wrong with just like using like I don't know. You can honor the legacy. Yes, it's. Uh, I'd say it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Red skin is definitely bad. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. The, the Cleveland Indians, they got rid of their chief, whatever. Yeah, and they're uh, and they're probably next. They will they probably, probably be next the on the block. The Cleveland Eyes, like the Oakland A's. Yeah, even that's uh, fine. You could keep your CI or whatever you want yeah. or but, anything uh, else. Anything yeah. else. <laughs> the hammer is falling. Uh, yeah, who's next? <laughs> yeah, nothing really. I don't know. Yeah, not, not in North America. I'm trying to think of everything else seems kind of pretty... Tame or I love no. I love just just pick your 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 mascots should be regionally specific in a certain way. Yeah, you know you I mean know. that's one thing I love about uh, like the 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 Denver teams. We got the Rockies, the Nuggets, and the Avalanche. All three very pertinent things to and the Broncos and and the Broncos. You know, of course, because <laughs> it is cattle country. At the same yeah. time, like in terms of well named. Uh, Team, uh, those the Denver is kind of four for four on that one. Did you see the Seattle hockey team reveal? The uh, the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken, yes. You see the jerseys? I did see the jerseys. Yeah, I like the colors. The logo, I think, could be a bit more, you know, more Krakeny. More, a little more Krakeny. I wanted like a big giant beast, you know. 
The shoulder logo looks not bad. Like the, the anchor, the, the anchor with the space needle. Yeah, on the, uh, the on the top. The, the the S in the middle has one tentacle in it, so that's a little kraken. But I, it should be like a full kraken, like attacking the S. You know, men with harpoons trying to hold it back. <laughs> it should be like this old Moby Dick imagery of yeah, just uh, a fucking mighty beast. Yes, yeah, no, one tentacle on it. Settlers with harpoons, and they've got a uh, those pants, those like brown baggy pants up to their oh, yeah. up to their belly buttons, and suspenders <laughs> holding them up. You know, yeah, yeah it's that that yeah. whatever whatever style that is. <laughs> Fisherman. Fisherman style, um, which is great. Yeah, the new Seattle Stadium. Congratulations to uh, to Seattle for securing that bag, getting yeah. that hockey team and basketball team is only is next. Are they bringing back the Supersonics? Uh, they will bring back a team in some capacity uh, because I mean certainly when it comes to when it comes to bringing a major sports franchise to a city, the first question is where are they going to play? And the new stadium, which was built for the Seattle Kraken, is the new place for them to play. So that huge overhead cost is is kind of taken care of right now. Well, we'll see. Uh... I know there's also hot rumors of Montreal Expos making a return someday. Oh, is that so? Again, yeah, like a new franchise. Like a relocation, I think it would but be. But maybe able to steal the name. Uh, because, yeah, they they did that. They've done that in the NHL, right? Because, like, the Winnipeg yeah. Jets isn't. Oh, that, that, that part fucks up because, like, the Winnipeg Jets, the old records belong to the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Thrashers records belong to the new Winnipeg Jets. It's weird. Well, no, and, and well, similar thing in basketball. Like the Seattle SuperSonics moved to Oklahoma City, so the OKC Thunder is the franchise lineage of that team. That um, part's fine. Of course, unless, until Seattle comes back, that's when it gets fucked. Well, up. when so Char- the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans, became the New Orleans Hornets. New person bought it, wanted something more regionally specific, chose the New Orleans Pelicans. But a yeah. team had already made its way back to Charlotte under the moniker of the Bobcats. You may know them as the team that Michael Jordan owns, right? As soon as that <laughs> Pelicans name became available, Michael Jordan and the Charlotte Bobcats petitioned, hey, can we have our name back? And you know what? The New Orleans Pelican owner said, hell yeah, you can have your name back. Yeah. We don't need no fucking Hornets. Gave it back. However, it's a diff- different franchise lineage. Um, yeah. But yeah, exactly. There's uh, there's only one name for a basketball team in Charlotte. There's only one name for a hockey it's, team yeah. in Winnipeg. Uh, and <laughs> it's there were- funny, though. Like Right now, Ilya Kovalchuk is the all-time leading scorer for the current Winnipeg Jets, even though he never played a game for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that took me a second. To, that took me a second to think about. Well, it was funny as yeah. soon as you said that. Even I, we're even having the conversation, and I'm like, Timu Solani, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but so no. he's the same for Arizona. He's the Arizona <laughs> Coyotes is the uh, Coyotes is <laughs> franchise. Coyote. The Coyote. Yeah. Uh, franchise uh, leader, huh? Isn't that fun though? Phoenix Coyotes. Probably as a kid, one of the hardest team names to spell. Oh yeah, because there's a uh, Phoenix. What P H O E N I X? Not I mean, just not many ha- words have the word X in it. The fiend. Yeah. And then coyote. If you've never seen it before, you see a Y. C O Y O T E. Yeah. Coyote. The old coyote. But, wow. Uh, English is dumb. English makes no sense. 
the... Especially after you learn French, you know, and a lot of people give up French in high school. If you had pushed through a little bit, you know, still took a couple few courses, you know, just kind of gotten over that, that verb threshold, you would have realized, <laughs> oh shit, this language makes a lot of sense. Um, English does not make sense. Well, it's, it's the greatest language in the world. Ooh, that's that's a hot, that's a hot statement. <laughs> that's a hot take coming out of. Uh, it's a hot take. It's a hot take coming out of you, Mike. I'm fortunate enough to have been born and raised to not have to learn it late in life. It's very difficult. Or is is the language for us to learn not going to have to be English? Of course, more. I mean, more, eventually more, we can all just more, mind meld. More <laughs> eventually, there's going to be a translated telepathy. Elon Musk will figure it out. And then as soon as, yeah, no, as soon as, because telepathy is the easy part to figure out. It's figuring out how to translate it, like Google, tra like kind of like a live Google Translate. Yeah, but it, yeah, it would be so seamless. It'd be like, whatever your thoughts are, directly go. And um, yeah, with the vernacular, with the, with the uh, cultural, uh, the pauses, the mode of speech, it's going to understand <laughs> humor, it's going to understand irony, uh, truth, seriousness. This is, uh, this is next level stuff. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> 2021, baby. 2021. <laughs> exactly. We're going to have... <clears throat> All this time in lockdown, we've had time to work on it. We've had, Exactly. If there's been no nothing else, it's time to work on live translated telepathy just to get all this language stuff over with. Exactly. Uh, yep. Eggs, Zach, Lee, Mike, why don't you tell the folks at home what they're listening to? The one and only Shoot Brothers podcast, the only wrestling podcast on the internet in the world, online, hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd and Cameron Thunderstorm Osborne. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. DDP. No, Cactus Jack. Two bangs, not one. <laughs> uh, but we are here. We are clear. The horror show. Some of us survived. Uh, some of you might not have made it. I don't know, depending on what you thought of the show. Well, uh, you know what? Let's just hop right in. Let's talk about that horror show because we had extreme rules. Review. Yes, the horror show at extreme rules. The horror show at extreme rules, which is So fun. the horror show is the guest. Extreme rules is still the, the <laughs> it's still permanent It's fixture. still extreme rules. However, yeah. there's a little preface mm -hmm. uh, telling us, hey, this is going to be a horror show. Of course, last week we uh, proposed all the horror imagery that there could be, all the gimmicks, um, and let's see if it really, uh, let's see if it lived up to that, right? Of course, there uh, was a pretty short card, all and all, by the feel of it. Yeah, well, this whole COVID era, the, the pay-per-views have been uh, less than a length of a raw. Very digestible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it, I like it too. <laughs> Uh, there was a pre-show. I'm sure you missed it. <laughs> I uh, well, uh, of course, of course, we're watching a pay-per-view, so of course I missed the pre-show. But when I heard what the pre-show was, I actually went back and Mike, you're not going to believe this. I watched, watched the, the pre-show. <laughs> I wa well, I watched the match on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. I got shit to do. I'm not gonna spend the whole hour. No, I don't watch the whole <laughs> garbage. But uh, yes, Kevin Owens taking on Murphy, a little uh, last-minute match, but. You know, it was fine. Nothing crazy. They've been beefing a bit between Rollins and them. So, uh, yeah, fun little bonus. Owens hits a super kick. Stunner gets the win. Yeah, it was as soon That's as I saw that that it was going to be uh, those guys. I'm like, that's 
gonna be it's gonna be hot action great back and forth reversals all uh, all that sort of thing it was a great way to start and hopefully a sign of things to come yeah so let's get to the main card here we got the new day defending their smackdown tag team championships against cesaro and nakamura who don't have a tag team name yet not yet not yet they'll, they'll figure something out yeah, Nakamaro. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh. Sesamora? Sesamora. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, you know what? This was actually a pretty damn good table match. They don't always uh, deliver, but, you know, you had Big E, Cesaro. They were doing the big strongman stuff. Kofi's doing the high flying. Shinsuke's the wild card. Always got to have a wild card. Uh,. But yeah, you know, we get a bunch of table teases. They're they're coming close until the big holy fuck moment. We get two tables stacked on top of one another on the floor. Uh, Kofi and Cesaro on the top rope. Kofi tries to hurricane run him. Cesaro catches uh, Nakamura, helps hoist him up, and then Cesaro hits a super Ricola bomb off the top rope through two tables on the floor. Insane move. One of the spots of the year. That was that big. Bump. That was big. That was big. That, that was, was there big. was no announced table crash pad. That was full bump to the floor through the table. And of course that ends the match. Cesaro Nakamura, new tag champs. New tag champs as uh, Shinsuke leads marches onward to getting more belts and Cesaro has held this thing. God, it's gotta be like seven or eight Six times or now. Seven, yeah. <laughs> seven or eight uh, times now. And um, now this this puts Nakamura one world title away from a Grand Slam. That was I was also kind of thinking that I was like Jesus Christ he's so close to the he uh, snuck up on there yeah to that pretty to, much forget all about the U.S. title run and yeah he's so close to that illustrious uh, that illustrious title of course so is Braun Strowman which is something you don't really think about yeah, too too often of either. Um, yeah, this was like, this was great after sort of, this was a good table match, you know? Yeah. That that finish, that finish was one of the best I've ever seen for a table spot. Like just damn, straight up to the floor. Ouch. And this will be (laughs) the first chapter in which would, will inevitably be the, the next SmackDown program, of course, with Jay or Jimmy Uso being hurt. Not sure which one, uh, the forgotten sons, uh, tweeted their way out of yeah. relevance. Riker, the one who doesn't even wrestle fucked it up for the red. Yeah, everyone. exactly. Relevancy and, uh, Mismo are just sort of healing it up. They have their talk show. They'll never, they will never leave the, you know, the game. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. And we've seen, we've seen what Cesaro and the new day can do in tag matches over a long, right. you know, in, in a program over a long period of time, Let's throw Shinsuke into that. It's going to be just as good. Yeah, the wild card, man. He switches it up. He really does. He really does. Let's go on here. We got another SmackDown title match, the women's title. Bailey defending against Nikki Cross. Uh, and this was just, yeah, a good match. They were two for two on the opening matches, I thought. You know, Nikki, Nikki's going to be one of those people where I think for a couple of years she's going to chase the title, come close, and then finally break through, win the big one in front of a hot crowd. And this is not her first title belt opportunity i don't think no she's had a couple yeah maybe even against bailey in the I, same range i but, think uh, i feel as though she may have because bailey's had this thing for a long time now yeah other than that one little charlotte blip that i forgot about. oh yeah i guess i can i can <laughs> she nev- would have been she would have been like a 500 day champ i can never that. forget the charlotte blip uh <laughs> but no nikki puts up a great fight she gets some big near falls here she's hitting that tornado ddt on the floor swinging neck breaker uh Nikki even kicks out of a Bailey to Belly at one point. 
but then late in the match, uh, Bailey's down. Sasha sneaks her her boss brass knuckles, jumps onto the apron to distract the ref. So Bailey's able to clock Nikki right in the belly with the the brass knucks, and then follows up with her little face plant move to get the win, retainer title. To retain after the greasy uh, Sasha Banks move. I like it. Those knuckles, man. They're they are boss. Yeah, this one this one felt great just uh yeah, like you said, two for two. Bailey and even going into this match and throughout the match, Bailey, you know, she was so confident she was just gonna put Nikki Cross away, and then she couldn't, and like you said, kicked out of that Bailey to Belly, which isn't a good looking finisher in the first place, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't I feel like it's not even it's not it's like her third finisher. It's, it's not even a thing. Um <laughs> but yeah, you could see the frustration just mounting in her eyes that like she couldn't she couldn't do it quite yet, right? And yeah, when we not need, quite couldn't do it clean. Couldn't do it clean. Of course, we did need Sasha Banks to kind of interfere there with her brass or her boss knuckles, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, and as we know, we have we have more of them coming up later in the night because we have Sasha Banks yes. has her own title opportunity. Yes, we will get to that. Uh, and then in between matches, they just played little clips of like uh, Bray Wyatt doing the classic. Movie monster host, little like black and white. Oh uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little spooky, the uh, Alvira type thing. I don't know. Yeah, it was in uh, like kind of like a sepia. Yeah, or a sepia <laughs> with like the uh, tone, the fake the fake scratches on the film. And yeah, stuff. where you, yeah, the little uh, cigarette burns. As I think <laughs> some of them are called uh, as Brad Pitt calls them in Fight Club. Yeah, who's smoking when they should be working on the film? Could ruin a whole picture. It could ruin the entire. You are going to expose the film. That nitrate is four times oh, more flammable than. Uh, than anything else. That's than anything. A, you can burn, you can burn down a bastards. whole movie theater with a <laughs> exactly with Nazis filled with Nazis. You could ki- uh, you could kill the Nazis with all kill that Hitler. with all that film you got there and all uh, of his highest ranking officials. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but let's go on here. We have a United States Championship match. Apollo Cruz is supposed to be defending against MVP, but uh, MVP Lashley come out. Cruz is not here. They say he can't compete because of that full Nelson attack from a while ago, but uh, I think rumor is it's COVID. So yeah, so pretty <laughs> much everyone who doesn't show up or who will mysteriously leave, uh, except Charlotte, hers was legit. Except for Charlotte, or maybe yeah. she just uh, you know. Maybe she what? Maybe she just told a good story. Yeah, so um, I pretty much assume that everyone who can't show up is like the NHL's new rule: unfit to play. Oh, is that what they're calling it? Okay, I saw. No matter what, no, they can't say anything other than unfit to play if someone doesn't show up. They can't say it's injury. Can't say it's. Oh, that's a good point. Well, I guess yeah, there is some kind of safety thing. And fucking hell, Vince, you just had a breakout (laughs) at your place. Of course, a bunch of people got sick. So I can only assume that uh, Apollo Cruz is one of them. So yeah, so he's not here. So MVP gets on the mic, declares that Cruz has forfeit. So he is now United States champion, and he wears the belt he's already been carrying. But. It's not fully official. No one has confirmed. It, so. Yeah, because as soon as that new design came out, he just took it and ran. Yeah. Right? But I guess uh, Apollo Crews probably still has... Still has the old The flag. old belt. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like... Yeah. So eventually, they'll come to blows and... M- uh, MVP's the interim champ. Yeah. But even still, I feel like if Apollo Crews beats him, he's going to take the belt and use the new one anyways. <laughs> but let's move on to one of the most hyped up matches of the night. I was a bit surprised it was coming this early in the card because we have the eye for an eye match. Seth Rollins taking on Rey Mysterio. The only way to win, you must remove your opponent's eye. 
to get the win. As simple as that. Simple as that. <laughs> There's no other way to win this matchup. Yeah, you know, going in, I thought this potentially could be a main event of the show. I also uh, thought it was going to be the main event. Okay, okay, we're, yeah. we're both there. And starting off, you know, the match itself, I thought was pretty good. Good wrestling, good psychology. You know, they're they're going for the eyes. They're using their hands, uh, the stairs, the the legs of the chairs, pliers, spikes, toolboxes full of stuff. Uh, yeah, at one point. There's a kendo stick, and Ray just snaps it in half and just tries to gouge at his eyes with the, the splintered wood. With the wood. splintered wood. I like that. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the eyeball does not come out of its socket. So, uh, and then later on, at some point, Ray removes his little protective eye patch, showing his injured eye, which now has no pigment. He's blind. That eye doesn't look good. <laughs> his eye already doesn't look good. Yeah. Take so, that one out. Uh, and you know, this, uh, so going in, yeah, the first, the, most of the match, I thought this was good. We were having fun. Uh, but then the match finished where the whole thing started, where Rollins just kind of has Ray down. He's shoving his eyeball hard into the steel steps. And then Ray just freaks out. And he goes, I need a doctor. And he falls down. And for like half of a second, you can see this fake Dollarama Halloween eyeball that Ray's holding. <laughs> uh, and Samoa Joe goes, it's out. <laughs> and then so the rest are like, it's out. <laughs> So, Seth Rollins, he vomits in the corner from the shock of this. Ray is taken away by medical staff so they can try to save the eye. But uh, I was disappointed, very disappointed in the, the finish. I wanted much more gore, much more graphic. Not the half-second glimpse of a little prop we saw. I don't know. What'd you think? Well, yeah, well, this and this was it. This was how this was how it was going to end, right? On the I wanted. We didn't even see blood. On the it should have been blood dripping from his hand. <laughs> blood dripping from his hand. Um, this as a no, as a straightforward no disqualification match would have been a banger. Yeah, like if, if you if you watched this as a no DQ, it was you it would kind of be like, huh, they're spending a lot of time on the eyes. But yeah, <laughs> this is a pretty good no DQ match. There was even yeah. one point I think they went for like an announcer's table bump, and yeah, they like tripped him right into the corner of it. <laughs> <That> was <good. laughs> it was one funny bit. Uh, Every parent's nightmare when their kid goes running into the living room. It was what? Uh, who does Raw? Tom Phillips, Saxton, and uh, and uh, Samoa Joe. Yeah, there are the three, and this has happened like a few t weeks in a row now where there's a table spot. Everyone gets up and moves except for Samoa <laughs> Joe, who just sits back stone-faced. He don't give a fuck. As if he's like not impressed, and he did that again uh, during this match, which I thought was, which I thought was pretty great. Um, yeah. It took a while to get to our last spot. The only thing I have to say, yeah, the I think the removal was probably not up to... Uh, some standards um, uh, but that being said though I think to WWE's credit it was not as ridiculous and or over the top as it could have been No. and the finish I feel as though was like more or less placed in reality you know like they could have it could have been a pre-filmed thing it could have been I don't know like a CGI trick or yeah. something but it was like it was as if this is what the finish would have been had it been a live had the had extreme rules been live from whatever town it was supposed to be in yeah uh, yeah i just wanted more violence yeah more you wanted a little a little more i think i think <laughs> I, I i see what you're saying there with the blood also like if if you had just seen the blood streaming under ray mysterio's face even just a couple drips you know when the spider bit rowan's hand we got blood we got more blood than uh, <laughs> oh that poor spider r.i.p <laughs> that spider um yeah. but yeah i think i i think it was it had it had its good and bad moments the finish was yeah no the, certainly most of these subpar 
but I thought the match and every I, I thought everything else was fine. Yeah, enjoyable. And at the very I'm least, they 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 did it in a way where he can believably have the eyeball popped back in. And they immediately <laughs> took him to, of course, a local yeah, medical like, facility. Oh, we're gonna try to save the eye. Guys, we all know Vince McMahon. It's out. Vince, it's out. Vince McMahon doesn't uh, believe in hospitals. He believes in local medical facilities. He's pers- yeah. uh, supporting, you know, small business all across all across the country. So of course, hospital is a <laughs> slang term. It's like calling a police officer a cop. A cop. Like yeah, it. that's what it is. So of course, they can slam the cuffs on you just for that. So of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ray Mysterio was taken to a local medical facility. If they can, det- if they can reattach the the cornea or the reattach the, the retina. retina he will be uh, he'll be fine. So um, no updates, Hopefully. but we'll see. Yeah, Hopefully. he might be out for a little Dominic while. Dominic helped we'll him out though. Dominic wasn't involved in the Dominic match. Dominic was there. He ran down after. He ran he down after. This. But that being said, uh, Seth Seth uh, Rollins' goons also weren't ringside, so there no. was no no yeah. interference or anything of the. They sort. didn't want to come step on his puke. <laughs> Which looked like oatmeal. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, he just like took a bite of a cookie and then just bleep. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I, I, I was I was thinking about that for a second. Like, oh, who who gave him something? <laughs> oh, well, well, Ray was down. Someone just handed him a little granola bar. Like, chew this up. Yeah, that's what it. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, just like a little cup of oatmeal. So it was like that brownish color. It looked good. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> let's go on here because we got something else that looks good. The Raw Women's Title. Which is being contested between Asuka and Sasha Banks. And, uh, you know, this was another match that I thought could have main evented. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was just good physical wrestling, lots of big kicks, knees, meteoras, submissions. These two are great. Uh, and, of course, you got Bailey, Kyrie Sane on the outside. Uh, yeah, at one point, there was this big spot where Asuka hits like a jumping code breaker off the middle rope on Sasha, and you can. See them like checking on each other after lots of pinches going. There on. was a lot of that uh, little head scratch. <laughs> I also Pitch, noticed that it was yeah. as if is, is Kevin Dunn did he get did he get released? Because Fit, fin- mm. Fit Finley would not have been filming this. Fit Finley would have cut to a different camera. <laughs> I don't know what Kevin Dunn's doing, but it was like yeah, we yeah, know what they're. You do- could definitely see them checking on each other. We know what but, they're doing, uh, guys. <laughs> yeah. Come on, the move looked cool. The move. Looked oh, it looked cool. fantastic, <laughs> and as if like the type of move that you would scratch somebody's head to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> And then there was another spot, one little small botch when Sasha just kind of like slipped off the rope as she was jumping, but then she covered it up, grabbed her knee, made it look like she was hurt. Yeah, and 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 you gotta always give credit to uh, Corey Graves, I guess, was doing that match or whoever the announcers are. I guess it would have been Graves and yeah. Michael Cole, but yeah, the announcers are generally good at spotting. They're like, a bo- oh, the knee, the knee, spotting a botch and then making yeah, you making, making you up believe an exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, just some good shit back and forth, pinning combinations. Uh, Kyrie and Bailey start going at it. So Bailey takes her out with the Bailey to belly on the floor, and then Oscar gets the Oscar lock applied on Sasha. So Bailey does the old trick, slides the title belt in the ring, which distracts the ref. So he goes to pick it up, uh, but as he's doing that, Sasha Banks is tapping out behind his back. But Bailey comes in ready to nail Oscar with the belt, but she kicks Bailey in the head, takes her out. So Sasha grabs the belt. Ref says no. And then Asuka comes up from behind, goes to spray Sasha with the mist, but she ducks, so the ref gets misted. Uh, so Bailey takes advantage, nails Asuka with the title, then rips off the referee's shirt, puts it on. Sasha covers Asuka, and Bailey makes a three count and calls for the bell. So uh, the announcers are like, what's going on here? But uh, they ring the bell, Sasha grabs the title, and uh, they leave with it. They leave with all the gold. 
But uh, yeah, the controversial finish. Controversial. That's the word. <laughs> well, to be. That's the word. That's fair, the word that you're going to use. I'm gonna be. I gotta give Bailey credit. That three count was a very normal pace. It was a very normal pace three count. I gotta say, normally when that bit happens, it's like a. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see Mike the Tyson? Mike Tyson the Mike that Tyson. Is, that's the that's the fastest that's three the count. Fastest three. We've, that's the fastest three count that's ever happened. It's On either Stone Cold's crowning moment. He fast counts it's the like, fuck bup, out, bup, bup, and he's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I feel as though we deserve. <laughs> it was still, yeah. We deserved a better finish. Certainly, like the finish was a little. Yeah, certainly, they, they wanted they wanted to find a way out of it without having to have either person a less fairly. than convoluted finish, you know. But as usual, yeah. uh, uh, Vince just over. Thinks things a plus match a yeah plus just like the last match, match. great like match the last one d minus <laughs> d minus finish <laughs> well it's well it's, it's how long how long can we how long can we try to prove the point because I get it yeah. well I didn't hate it quite as much. I get I it still, Bailey and yeah. Sasha cheat I get it I get it but I stand by the. The three count was fair. Oh, it was a fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Just like so, she got a fair three count. Oscar got a fair tap out. So now they both have reason to. Oh, that's a good. Maybe may, uh, <laughs> if there's one, we'll settle it on Raw. If there's one takeaway from this <laughs> from this uh, Sasha Oscar match is that that was a fair three count. Yeah, that's my takeaway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How else would you have accomplished the same thing? I don't know. This probably means a rematch. Uh, but yeah, God damn, finish. Just finish his man. Just finish the match, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. maybe next time. Oh, well. <laughs> but, uh, let's go on here because we have the WWE world title match. Drew McIntyre taking on Dolph Ziggler in a let's find out <laughs> match. <laughs> I know. Let's find out. Uh, so of course Ziggler comes down. He says the stip is going to be extreme rules. But only for me. And also, if Drew gets counted out or DQ'd, he will lose the title. Uh, so, you know, he didn't go with the, the if your name's Dolph Ziggler match. Yeah, but, but it was pretty close. It was almost yeah, like, was you know. He tried to stack the deck. He stacked the deck in his favor, which is, of course, what we knew uh, a guy like Dolph was going to do coming into this. Yeah. And then you know what? He actually put up a pretty good fight here. Uh, I know he had help. He had some chairs, uh, kicks in the balls. Uh, he set up a table, which Drew almost put him into, but he like stops himself mid-suplex mm -hmm. and turns around. So good thinking. What if he had slipped there, lost the title? Yeah, I wonder. Or what if Ziggler went into business for himself? Says, "I'm crashing through this table, Vince. You're not taking this one for me." I wonder if that's. I'm sure, Mike. Has that ever happened? Where, like, uh, <laughs> there's been Royal Rumble botches where people have been eliminated early when they weren't supposed to. Of course, yeah. I you know I've I've heard of <laughs> things like that, but I mean certainly. On, on, on a larger scale and involving a championship. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it's I mean, happened. I don't think a world title thing is, uh, maybe not a world title botch, but. Because uh, was, wasn't that, uh, was there like a final of the Royal Rumble mess up? Like the wrong person was eliminated at the. Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, the, the Batista and John Cena one, they both fell over when only one was supposed to. Oh, really? Oh, because that set off a huge chain of events. Did it yeah. not? Vince McMahon tore both his quads tore coming down to the ring. Tore both his quads somehow, <laughs> just walking. Uh, yeah. And he had to give this, like, he had to give his furious, his, like, infuriating speech yeah. while sitting, sitting down. down <laughs> looking like a toddler that won't throw in a tantrum in a storm. Oh, my God. Maybe that's why, <laughs> that has to be why he, like, tore his quads. He was so mad. 
Yeah, he's like, you fucked up my finish. There was so <laughs> much, but actually, that is a great, fantastic finish. I thought it made it more drama. It was a fantastic like, finish. Both dudes. The followed. way they actually landed, it was really, really was perfectly like both at the same time. Yeah, we're gonna rewatch that clip if uh, if you're up there yeah. on the network because, and then just yeah, it's, it's it's all it's all great. It's all fine and good. It's all fine and good, and this match was pretty fine. Uh, so Ziggler gets a bunch of near falls. He hits some famous serves, zigzag. Uh, Probably the best spot of the match. He hits a beautiful diving elbow drop off the top rope through a table or through Drew on the table mm -hmm. on the floor. Uh, and then he's building up for the sweet chin music. But then out of nowhere, Drew just kips up, hits a quick Claymore, gets the win, retains his title. Gets but, that uh, Claymore. Know, That's protected. That Claymore. It is. No one kicks out of that yet. No one kicks uh, out of the Claymore. This was, this was a fantastic Dolph Ziggler match. I liked it. Ziggler, I'll always love him. He'll always make me cheer for him to win the big title, even though he pretty much never does. But <laughs> and never will. <laughs> even though Drew's having a great one run, I would have been fine with Ziggler winning because I love him. But uh, no, he'll put on a good match. He'll make you look good. Mm -hmm. But uh, that leaves us with the main event, I guess. Of course, uh, the Bray Wyatt Swamp fight. We got Bray versus Braun. Strowman drives up in his big truck. Not his little uh, black car, whatever he had before. Yeah, no, this is a bigger truck. This is a more proportionately. Uh, he doesn't want to get stuck in that swamp, I guess. Oh, uh, he doesn't. Yeah, well, you need four. You're, you're gonna need a four wheel drive to uh, to get out of a swampy area. Yeah. So he gets out of the truck. Uh, Bray's just sitting there on his rocking chair. So he walks up, and then he, he gets some teleporting angle. I don't know. He's teleporting all over the place. <laughs> uh, Braun gets attacked by himself in a sheet mask. Uh, and then he wakes up, he's chained to a rocking chair, and then Bray just interrogates him for like five minutes of just boring dialogue. This this is where the match dragged for me. It hadn't even started yet, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was going to say Bray dialogue. I wasn't going to say Bray boring. dialogue, yeah. He was just, uh, <laughs> uh, but then he pulls out a snake. So uh, that bites Braun, and he passes out again, and then this time he wakes up near a fire, and he just gets attacked by some of Bray's random cult followers. Including this poor bastard who gets knocked like a foot away from the fire and somehow his body just goes up in flames. Up in flames. He must have <laughs> come straight from the gasoline factory. Yeah. And he didn't hadn't take his showered off. yet. <laughs> so he just flails around a bit running <laughs> on fire as Braun laughs. Uh, and then he hears a woman's voice calling. And this is probably the only part of the match that I liked when uh, Alexa Bliss shows up in maybe the role of Sister Abigail. I don't know, but she looked cool. She had the dark gown on. She's looking great. Uh, I, playing clips. I thought it was Sister Abigail. Yeah, I thought so, and I thought she played the role well. Is Alexa Blitz, is this happening, or, or is this an imagery thing? Well, I don't know. Now, this is what was, I really don't know. As she was talking, they were playing clips from their Mixed Match Challenge teams. So. Yes. Uh, but anyways, eventually Bray shows up. Bray shows up, attacks Braun, beats him everywhere. Uh, but then I think Braun slams him into a boat. The boat drives off, comes back empty. So then they finally get down and dirty. They jump into the swamp. Uh, lily pads everywhere. Have you ever seen the bottom of a lily pad? Of course, yeah. They're dangerous. It Spikes is. and yeah. shit. So uh, they're swamping it up. They're duking it out. Uh, and like I said, like I said, we were looking forward to fighting in water approximately knee to waist height <laughs> and having to move this is what we were looking for and let me say it delivered 
and they would like cut. We didn't see any like live gators. They were like cut to these little clips of like a gator or a warthog like running around. Yeah, yeah. There. Again, just crazy. <laughs> yeah, just normal Bray Wyatt imagery. Maybe it would have cost a little bit too much for them to get a bunch of cracks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so they're slugging it out. Eventually, Braun knocks Bray into the dark abyss of the swamp water. And Bray goes under, and then Braun's just kind of sitting on the dock, staring down. And then the ending copyright logo comes up, and it looks like we're going to fade to black. But it's a fake out, as Bray just pops back up with the mandible claw, pulls Braun under, and then the water just kind of turns red and blood bubbles come up. Ooh, and Jesus Bray Christ. laughs. And the fiend appears at the end. The fiend, but, uh, a man we haven't fiend. seen in some time now. Very long, yeah. But uh, yeah, the fake out. I like the fake out there at the end. Every horror movie needs the fake out ending. And certainly, and when you know when you see that WWE copyright logo, you know what's coming. Yeah, normally that's it. Normally, <laughs> nor- normally that's it. Uh, <laughs> how'd the match finish? Who cares? Who cares? Um, it was probably, did, I don't know, did it, I'd say. Did it work? It was fun? Yeah, of course. Is Alexa Bliss' sister Abigail? Oh, no, I hope. I feel That like, was my favorite part. That was my Because I feel like if there was any time to expand the Fiend's kind of connected universe, this would have been it. And then it, it, it could have happened and it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, she looked cool in that black robe thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Something about I don't know. The match was okay, but it was probably the least favorite of the cinematic era matches for me. I think when I saw that, what I realized, and I, between this, between this, this was like a mix of the Funhouse, or sorry, the, the John Cena Funhouse and the, uh, the Graveyard. Boneyard? Yeah. Boneyard. Boneyard. This felt like like a perfect mix between the two. And I think Braun Strowman wasn't ready, wasn't up to it. Uh, I think yeah. John Cena certainly being a better actor led for Much his better. match <laughs> being better because he was acting more into the role. There was a lot of those things that, you know, like like Braun Strowman was breathing heavy the entire time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you almost like couldn't hear Bray at some point. So now you're thinking about like, hey, because there's a microphone hanging over them catching what they're all saying. And you're like, an actor would have known, I'm not going to breathe so heavy because this is your fucking soliloquy. It was like little mm-hmm. things like that where you're like, okay, I know if Braun was a better actor, he would have been acting into them a little bit better. Uh, that being said, though, you know, like we said, we haven't seen The Fiend in a long, long time. And Strowman now faces, uh, you know, if, if this is going to be the next match, The Fiend and Braun Strowman. The Fiend or Braun Strowman faces a challenger who is uh, as unstoppable as anything on this side of the 90s, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he, all he's had so far is he's had Cajun Bray, he's had Funhouse Bray, but yeah, he has not had to face the Fiend, so look out. Right, uh, and I guess, are there any more Brays? Uh, not there's really, like the no. half. There's like the half. There's the halfway between. Between, uh, yeah, where like the like the WWE champion Bray. There's that yeah, Bray. He wasn't wearing the Hawaiian shirts, but he wasn't the Funhouse yet. He wasn't Funhouse uh, yet, and he wasn't completely on I think he just started team. to get the dreads. Yeah, he just kind of started <laughs> to get longer beard. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. One of those. Issues. I don't know. Doesn't matter, but uh, hopefully the Fiend uh, can end Braun's title reign because it hasn't been that good. Hopefully, hopefully, because uh, we're still 100% behind him. I wonder if... Uh, I wonder how WWEshop.com is doing when it comes to Fiend merch, because remember when they he was just the merch machine? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Want to get him back? 
Yeah. Get him back in that title. You want to sell that six thousand dollar belt again? You want to sell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was six thousand. Mm, it was a lot. Though. It was a lot though. It was <laughs> at least two thousand, six thousand. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like it would be a little bit too much, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. Oh but. boy, when they have it, that was uh, that was this year's. That was the horror show at Extreme Rules. Indeed. Oh, what do you know, eh? What do you know? And that was the show, folks. So let's kick off our wrestling week. Let's move on here. Uh, let's move on with the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Because we usually start off with crowning new champions. You know what? I don't think we've ever had a two like a a defended a defended reign like a two week back to back. I don't think we've ever actually had a back to back champion. Of course, we have multiple uh. multiple few time champions. I'm just you know trying to think back. Don't think it's happened, and certainly won't happen this week because of course as we've said before, um, the tweet of the week can literally go to anyone. It can go to professional wrestlers. It can go to video game companies. Hell, I won it. <laughs> in the most Vince Russo move, the, Vince Russo. <laughs> in the, in the most Vince Russo move this this uh, this podcast has ever done. I won the uh, Tweet of the Week Championship. Uh, if I can win it, if wrestlers can win it, if video game companies can win it, then so can musicians, so can rappers, so can hip hop icons. When that happened this week, um, when this week's Tweet of the Champ uh, Tweet of the Week champion Wale, Wale, who we all know had a song. Like no songs that I could specifically start singing. I do know he. I do know he did the. Uh, I do know he wrote the goodbye song for Paul Walker from Fast and Furious Seven. That's just one thing I know. But on Saturday he tweeted out. Of course we were Saturday between our SmackDown and right before the horror show. We did have the Slam anniversary, the Impact Slam anniversary, um, and apparently Wale was watching it because he tweeted out WWE fans be beefing with AEW fans and vice versa. But everyone been showing Impact love today wrestling twitter is amazing there you have it there you, there you have it nice. a positive a positive message positive vibe positive message from a wrestling we have some a man who we didn't know was a wrestling fan wale not only is he a wrestling fan he's watching slammiversary baby <laughs> well uh speaking of slammiversary might as well say we had some debuts uh some former wwe guys show up out there on the show including Heath slater who i think is now just called heath yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think Vince owns his last name, unfortunately. Yeah, so Heath is there. EC3 showed up. Eric Young, Gallows, and Anderson, who are just the good brothers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so a bunch of guys. I think there might have been a couple other. I think, uh, I think Maria Canellis was on commentary. There you go. Her and Mike, I'm sure, was somewhere around. Somewhere around. Uh, yeah. So uh, the big, the big night of returns. EC3 had a video package that was pretty badass. I don't think he was. There, there. No, but I guess he's he's part of the program. And also, um, a buddy who just had a match in NXT, or like months ago, Time Splitters, Alex Shelley. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, he. I guess he's no longer with NXT. Kushida, someone who we haven't talked about in a long time. Um, mm. Also, so a lot of people showing up. Of course, I saw they all got their um, their their photo together where they're all giving the middle finger. Towards the camera, which now seems because we did get that John Moxley Cody photo after at, at Double or Nothing last year, where the two of them are, you know, just flipping the bird straight to the camera. I think now that's going to be the official, 
you're you're you've left WWE and now you're happy <laughs> photo is just flipping off the bird kind of like you know your first photo with Triple H after yeah, you win a after you win a championship and he's pointing at you uh this is going <laughs> to be like the next equivalent of that yeah so uh Zack Ryder look out we're waiting for you. We're waiting for you, bud. Or just maybe he's just going to be Zach or just Ryder. Or Matt Cardona, I think. Matt Cardona. He has a name? Yeah. That's his. Oh, that's his, okay. I think that's his name. Zach Ryder's believable enough that it could be a. Yeah, it's a realistic a nerm, kind of name. No, a normal. <laughs> a normal name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, normal. Wasn't that the name of a pet on some show? Possibly. Isn't that Garfield's, Garfield's enemy? Oh, I don't know. Ollie. Ollie is the dog's name. John uh, is the the man's name. No, it's name. Odie. 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 Yes, Odie. Uh, no, there's a girl cat that's like gray, and it's like all. I didn't know there was a girl cat. Ah. Uh, does she does she love Mondays and hates lasagna? I think she's like a, just a sweet, nice cat, and guy feels like get the fuck out of here, you little brat. <laughs> oh, she's just a normal cat. Yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> she's just like a happy cat. Right. Not all cats are happy. Some cats are dicks, like Garfield. <laughs> Some of them are just assholes. <laughs> just big fat jerks. I remember my friend had a cat. Every time he'd walk by, it would just take a swing at you. <laughs> just for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. Just take a swing. Yeah. Cats are jerks. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess it's time to move on with some television. Let's move on into our wrestling week. Mike, how much you lead us off? Sure. Uh, we don't need to talk about SmackDown. We already, that was before. Horror show. We, but there was one. We know what happened. Yeah. Matt Riddle did face uh, AJ for the Intercontinental title, which was good. Oh, he did. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about Raw. Let's get Raw. Let's get Raw. Monday Night Messiah comes out, just talks about Ray's eyes popping out, but can't dwell on that. Raw's got to fulfill its potential. And then Alistair Black comes out. He interrupts, uh, takes off his vest. He's ready to go. So, uh, but Murphy tries to fight him. Uh, he knocks him out. So, anyways, we get Seth Rollins versus Alistair Black. And you know, uh, yeah, the match itself was good. But uh, Murphy's out there causing shit, which allows Seth to—I uh, don't know—he just works over Alistair's arm, hits the curb stomp, gets the win. So I don't know, Black. He needs some wins. I don't know, but he loses this one. Yeah, he loses this one. He sort of he sort of gets 50-50'd as he goes. This whole thing, I felt like it took like 30 minutes. This whole yeah, this it was, took a long time. This was a, the promos. <laughs> this was a classic a opening <laughs> segment on Raw, like from two years ago. This would have been an opening segment where Roman was there and Baron Corbin was there somehow. <laughs> and then yeah. something else happened. You know, this this had like really that sort of feeling. But uh, the match was fine. Yeah, the wrestling was fine. At the end, they just beat him down more, targeting his arm. They like put the announce table, the top of the table, put it on top and just stomp him. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, just being mean. Just being mean. <laughs> just being a bunch of meanies. <laughs> Uh, but then the commentary teams informs us that Apollo Crews is still the U.S. champion, despite MVP's proclamation of the forfeit. Uh, he's still positive, but <laughs> he's also <laughs> the U.S. champion, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, then we go backstage. Lashley and MVP are being talked to by Hall of Famer Ron Simmons. And he's just trying to, you know, put some good words into them. You know, there's a better way to do things around here. Uh, but they just roll their eyes at him as he leaves. <laughs> yeah. 
And then our truth walks up. He's got a big frying pan. And uh, Truth looks at MVP's title. He's like, nice replica. And they argue about who's the real champ. Uh, and then a ref appears. Shelton Benjamin attacks Truth, pins him, wins a 24-7 title. And then oh. they ask new champ Shelton to come join them as they go down to the ring. So uh, the uh, the brand is expanding. The Hurt MVP's. Business, baby. The baller brand. The big baller brand. The big baller brand. The big baller brand over here on Monday Night Raw. Of course, (laughs) LeVar Ball showed up on the one episode of Miz TV like three years ago. And and he took a shirt off. He dropped a couple (laughs) N-bombs. I think so. I think it got a little culturally insensitive. Uh, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But but anyway, so uh, so these three guys. Is Lonzo Ball even in the league anymore? Of course. No, he's uh, he's, he's a fixture. Watch, oh, come on. watch out! Uh, well, he is Second on overall a, pick on an on an up and coming New Orleans Pelicans team. No, we got to watch <laughs> out for uh, what's the uh, Lamelo? Mello. That's the uh, Lamelo. That's the, the 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 one who's coming in the league next year. But anyways, uh. none of the Ball family <laughs> is here uh, at the Performance Center. But we do have these three guys: MVP Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, all making their way down to the ring. Yeah, but uh, so then Ricochet and Cedric Alexander come out, give them a piece of their mind, and say, "Guess what?" We've got a third man backstage. So let's have us a good old six-man tag. And they bring out Mustafa Ali. He's finally back, which also reminded me, we haven't seen the hacker angle in a long time. Um, uh, We haven't seen the hacker angle in a long time. Uh, Apparently it's nixed. Yeah, so I guess it's not him either way. That is some of the the dirt that I heard was that. You heard it was just kiboshed, completely forgotten? I heard it was him. Oh, yeah. I heard rumors that it was him. I heard it was him, and then he got asked to be switched, or something happened in and around the Paul Heyman coming or going, where either Mm. Paul Heyman loved Mustafa Ali or Paul Heyman hated Mustafa Ali. I can't remember which one it was, (laughs) but Paul Heyman's departure resulted in Ali being moved over to Raw instead. I can't... Fuck, I can't remember how the story goes, though. Well... Either way, it's good to have him back. By the way, he's here, and he's looking uh, fucking built. He's looking great. He got his first name back. He's Mustafa I Ali know, again. I know. Isn't that fantastic? It's great. Yeah. Ali is just too, you know, there's there's other Ali. And I say, <laughs> and I'll say Mustafa Ali, and I, I'm, tired yeah, of Mustafa peop- I'm, t- I'm tired of people going, who the hell are you talking about? And I'm, yeah, what are you, exactly. You mean? Uh, so he's here. We had six man, Team Big versus Team Flip, and the match was fun. Uh <laughs> Comes down to MVP and Ali, and Mustafa hits a big jumping neckbreaker, followed by the 450 splash. Gets him a nice win for his return. Gets him a nice win on his return, and two straight good matches on uh, on Raw. You know, we love, uh, they love throwing all the high flyers in together. <laughs> yeah, cla- they know. Classic. They let, them bounce, let them bounce around. Let them and- bounce around on each other. <laughs> They'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage. Sarah is interviewing Bianca Belair. And then Peyton Royce shows up. So then Ruby Riot shows up. And then Peyton's like, damn it, Billy's off handling business. So I guess I'm on my own. Uh, so we get Peyton versus Ruby. And uh, Peyton's just looking good. She's showing her shine. Hopefully she'll never have a singles run because Iconics can never break up. <laughs> but uh, Billy can manage her, I guess. But anyways, Peyton goes up to the top rope for a move. But Ruby just avoids, hits the Riot kick to pick up a much needed win. Which was uh, I, I, surprising. I found. I don't know. This this Iconics riot thing feels lazy. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, yeah, they both beat her, and now she's here. You know, and and, to be found. and for the Iconics, that has sort of have these like flat insults to throw it every week, and then excuse you. 
<laughs> they've been great. Well, I'm just saying if they're constantly resulting in losses, <laughs> there is that Well, they point. won two weeks in a row against Ruby. I guess they beat her two weeks in a row. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Peyton Royce, it, over the past four months, or she, I guess they, the Iconics were off television for a little bit. Yeah. And they came back. She has shown clear improvement. Yeah, she is the Shawn Michaels of the two. She, she is Billy's Marty Jannetty. There you go. And who the who's Marty Jannetty? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who's the other uh, guy from Wham? Uh, <laughs> Billy Kay is risking falling into, yeah, or a specific role where she's she's the better talker. Exactly. Though, so she, you know. So or, you know. It's and maybe that's the team's uh, that's the team's thing. Um, and, uh, we didn't get to see the sweet uh, the. The Peyton Royce twisting brain buster she did a few weeks no, ago. No, no, oh. no, no, no. I guess we're saving that for something serious. Save it again. Soon. Next time they win the titles. <laughs> but either way, I'm happy that, uh, yeah, Peyton's looking, showing much improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we get another, or we get a tag team match. Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza. And, uh, yeah, nothing too crazy until the finish when Ford hits his super high frog splash but this time he like rotates 180 degrees midair that was sick uh, (laughs) the height the hang time he gets he is the michael jordan of frog splashes (laughs) he really is there has if there's a best at everything uh air forward when it comes to frog splashes let alone 180 frog splashes yeah like just the way like when he's yeah he just keeps going up the hang time yeah i wonder i wonder how uh how tall do we think he is Cause I feel like he's super lanky and tall already, and then he's getting yeah. so much height, and he's already so uh, so tall. I don't know. It's fantastic. The air up there. Yeah. What was that? Who was in that movie? I don't know. It was a terrible. I don't know. It was a basketball movie. Oh, okay. Anyways, Bailey and Sasha come out, and Sasha's still got the Raw Women's title, but the commentators are saying, ah, we don't know. That was that ending was inconclusive, but Sasha's like, you know, uh. People say, I don't deserve it, but Asuka was handed this belt, so what the fuck? So Asuka and Kyrie come out to interrupt, and they're ready to throw down when Stephanie McMahon pops up on the video screen to set the record straight. She says, yeah, last night was a horror show, but uh, Sasha, you did not win the title, uh, but Asuka, you didn't win either. So next week, we're going to have a championship match to determine the rightful title holder, and uh, DQ or Countout will cost you the title. So watch out, Sasha, no shit. Yeah, well, I guess that and that removes Bailey from, or you know, for all intents and purposes, removes Bailey from the match. We'll see. Um, so I guess I don't know. It seems like if Oscar wins, this would technically count as another reign for her because as of now, she's not the champion. Is she stripped? I don't know. Is it just vacated? They didn't really make that. What clear. does WWE.com say? Because they're pretty good at updating their lists when new champions or uh, or uh, inappropriate performers uh, when they when, <laughs> when they're trying to disband them from the organization. Yeah, uh, they still have Oscar listed. Okay, okay. Well, that, uh, we'll see. We'll I'll see. check Wikipedia after next week. Wikipedia's <laughs> pretty good at it too. Uh, so. Yeah, so we'll figure that out next week. But mm-hmm. for this week, we got Kyrie Sane taking on Bailey, and there are some strong rumors going around that Kyrie Sane is finishing up with WWE and moving back to Japan to be with her husband. Oh no! But uh, apparently, like, still on good terms. She's, uh, you know, she might be able to come back sporadically here and there, part time. Like her con- but, uh, her contract is up, and you know what? She's like, guys, I appreciate it, but uh, the world's yeah. taking me to a different place. I want to go live my life. Uh, 
But yeah, I don't think she. I don't think she'd be showing up on AEW or anything like that. No. But you know, they. I think because of this, they knew this is one of her last matches, if not her last. So they let them have some good time here. Her and Bailey. Uh, Kyrie's been hitting the stiff back fists every week. I think they just. I love seeing it in slow motion. Just. Just pops. Yeah. Pop Bailey. Uh, <laughs> she follows up with the insane elbow, goes for the pin, but Bailey gets a foot on the rope. So Bailey fights back and then hits her own big elbow drop off the top rope. But Sane kicks out. That move has finished many matches. But uh, And then Bailey, she goes for the Bailey to belly, but Kyrie counters into a pinning combo and gets a three count. Huge win for Kyrie. That was uh, big. Her, big win. And then her and Asuka just kind of celebrate on the ramp and in what could be the last time we see the Kabuki Warriors. And, you know, the more you say it and the more you you see it, that's how you send off. That's how you send someone off who you're on good terms with. Yeah. Right? You you, let them have a nice win over a champion. A nice win over uh, a champion. Not for the title. Uh, and then a hug on the top of the ramp while um, various members from the Performance Center cheer around you. That's how you yeah. send somebody off who you're on good terms with. And if that's if that is the end of Kyrie Sane's stints within WWE for now. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is a chance, I think, that they did tape, like, multiple episodes, so she could have one more. Who knows? But oh, my God. So they're going to end it on a terrible note. Thanks for saying, <laughs> Who knows? Thanks for saying that, Mike. It could thanks, be the Thanks the for ruining it for me. I don't know. It's not for sure. <laughs> it's wrestling. Uh, but then Drew McIntyre comes out, cuts a promo about beating Dolph, despite the stip at Horror Show. And he says, you know, Dolph almost had me. But uh, almost doing things is a story of Ziggler's career. What an asshole. But Drew wants to move on to SummerSlam, and he wants a worthy opponent. But then Ziggler comes out, and Drew just says, sure as hell not you. So <laughs> Ziggler, <laughs> Ziggler just says, come on, I was close. I was so close to beating you. But Drew's like, come on, I just beat you 24 hours ago. You picked the stip. The answer's no. Bugger off. But he won't bugger off. He just keeps uh, going, and Drew just says, stop, I'm going to leave. So he goes to leave. Uh, head, yeah, Dolph grabs him. He headbutts Ziggler, but he keeps talking. He's just saying, you name the stip, anything you want, time or place. Just give me the match. You name the stip. So Drew says, all right. He changed my mind. I'll pick. I accept. And then Dolph says, what's the stipulation? And Drew says, I don't know yet. I'll tell you right before <laughs> the bell wings. So that, we'll find out. That'll be next week. And What's he going to pick? Oh, my God. It could be anything. It could be Battle <laughs> Royale rules where uh, you can only lose by going off the top rope, which is something, you know, faces. Is, is, or is, is Drew going to create the even deck here? Certainly a face. Certainly a baby face isn't going to stack, uh, you know, the cards in his favor. That'd be cheating. And, ba- and, yeah. uh, and if I know one thing about baby faces, they're not smart enough to cheat. A Claymore match? <laughs> Best Claymore wins. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> as long as, yeah, I, 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 and and yeah, hey, bring in the fucking, what do you want it Karaoke? to be? <laughs> no. Uh, stand, a stand-up comment, a tight five match where uh, everybody stand, you guys stand in front of a, uh, a brick wall, there's a spotlight, and everyone has to give their best tight five. Uh, who has got experience. Whoever's is funnier wins. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go to the main event. We've got the big show. Taking on Randy Orton in an unsanctioned match, but uh, looked mostly the same as a regular match. Just no DQs, no countouts. But there's a referee there, so there must be some sort of sanctioning. I don't know. 
Yeah, but, I wonder what that is. Maybe he's like an independent <laughs> contractor of a referee, yeah, right? <laughs> I guess so. Or yeah, big uh, big show and the Rand Man are giving him like twenty bucks. <laughs> like, hey man, can you just officiate this match for us? Yeah, so big show, he just beats Randy Orton, he beats him all around, brings out a table, but then Andrade and Garza come running out, they attack Big Show to help Randy. So the Viking Raiders come out, take them out. So it's back down to Big Show and Orton and uh, Big Show sets Randy up on the table, goes for a big Vader bomb off the second rope, but Orton rolls out of the way and Show crashes hard through the table. And then Orton grabs a chair, just beats Big Show around. Um, he hits a huge draping DDT off the top rope onto the Big Show. Pretty impressive for the Big Show to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, And then he follows up with the RKO and that gets the three count. And then, of course, after Crazy Randy hits the big head punt onto Big Show to stand tall. The punt! The knockout punt to that big head. <laughs> that That's it. That was your own. And that, and that was Raw. You know, that was Randy. Uh, you know, of course, we haven't seen him on... We didn't see him on the last pay-per-view, right? It's, uh, it's great that we're telling stories over multiple... Weeks. Yeah, over I mean, they could have put this match on the pay per view, but no. And exactly. All you had to do was book it one week before, and then they could have, <laughs> but no. And you know, of course, and at the horror show, we didn't have uh, the IC title. We didn't have. They could have done Styles Riddle there, but they chose. Yeah. They chose not to, giving us a reason to want to watch the television. What's Randy Orton doing? Especially because he's hot. He's still hot. He's hot. Yeah, he's top heel on the show. Gotta but, say. Yeah, there's your raw. There's your first half. There's the first of the half shoot. of the shoot. Mike, let's take a quick little break, folks. We're gonna come back because we have the Wednesday Night Wars. We've got some trivia, wrestler of the week, and all that normal fun stuff. So stick around. Back with part two, baby. Uh, uh, um, Mike, uh, well, usually I like to kill a little bit of time before jumping straight into the trivia. Um, why? I don't really know. Does it add anything to the show? Does it take away anything from the show, Mike? Maybe this would be <laughs> a good chance for uh, you to give your... Uh, what do you think? Uh, no, I don't think it uh, detracts anything. I don't think we're... Uh... Right, so you don't think we we shouldn't be trying to like just create space between the second half start and the start of trivia. I don't know. It's just you know the the banter's there. Let it go. I guess, and we have to let it go, even if the banter itself is banter that we made by asking ourselves if there should be banter in the middle. I mean, hell, even that in and of itself. <laughs> has to be a little bit of time between the start of the second half of the show and, of course, the start. Of our trivia. Trivia. Woo! Trivia. Woo. But that being said, Mike, some people just come here straight for the trivia, so we better just get right to it. Mike, we got questions for each other. I got five questions for you. I got four. Oh, baby. You know what that means. Yeah. You know what that means. Listeners home and my, uh, know what that means. But, Mike, did you know? I mean, of course, of course you know. We just talked about it because on Monday Night Raw, uh, Shelton Benjamin got a singles win over R-Truth, which was uh, his first 
Singles win on a Monday Night Raw since December fourth, two thousand six. I Woo. shit you not. He's had <laughs> he's had uh, wins on SmackDown. He's had wins on like that main event. You know, like those kind of yeah. tapings. But a singles victory on Monday Night Raw has happened not happened to uh, since the uh, December fourth, two thousand six, when he defeated Super Crazy by pinfall wow. in North Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> Isn't that something to know? Isn't that something the north to know? of the south? The north of the south, which I thought was also weird. But, Mike, uh, so what we're going to do for today's trivia, we're going to take ourselves back to a time. We're going to take ourselves back to the year 2006 when life was a little <laughs> bit simpler. So we have some 2006 trivia for you. All right. All right. Trivia about the year 2006. We're going to start off with this. In February 2006, the Olympics took place. Mike, what was mm. the host city and host country for the event? 2006, that was the winter, so the, the exact city, I know it was in Italy. That, that, is, that is the host country we are yeah, looking for. Think, it's me, a two-part answer, two-part answer. Let me say, yeah, part of Italy, Milan, is it Milan? Is Milan in Italy? I don't actually know. Can we clarify that? <laughs> <laughs> can, we, uh, uh, can we clarify that? Does someone have a, a globe, Andy? <laughs> Uh, should I know the name of this city? Is it a major city? It, 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 it's not. It's not. Yeah. So I probably won't get it then. Mal so is it Milan, Italy? Uh, <laughs> is Milan, Italy? Can we get a fact check? No, it was uh, in Turin. 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 Italy. Well, I, I knew it ended on an N. Yeah, no, you ended with, <laughs> ended with an N. It was in Italy. But, uh, so you no, got, you, that, was you actually, that was actually a very bad Olympics for us Canadians. The hockey team did not even get a medal. We didn't give it a medal. But oh, I will take no. consolation in uh, Matt Sundin leading Team Sweden to the gold medal game. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. As long as Matt's did yeah, well. He didn't get a cup, but he got the second greatest honor in the hockey world. But he got the uh, <laughs> no cup. No cup. Oh, poor guy. Uh, well, not very poor. Uh, probably not. Got a, lot of, got a lot of millions in the bank. And some hot Swedish wives, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, give me a question. Uh, okay, so what we got for you... Is a game we played a few weeks ago. Um, I'm going to do an impression of a celebrity oh <laughs> pretending to be a wrestler. Yeah. So you're impression, have to impression, guess. impressions. Yeah. So you're okay. going to have to guess the celebrity and which wrestler they are okay, being. Okay. So okay, okay, okay. All right. Let's start simple. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> okay. So. Um, uh, I'm <laughs> what? So, so just screaming one word, screaming what? what? Uh, that was uh, so I'm gonna say Lil John. I'm gonna say that's Lil John doing Stone Cold. That is correct. <laughs> that's what? how the game is played. That's how the game. That's how the game is played. Impression, impressions. Yeah, start, start simple. All um, right, take me back. Take you back. I'm gonna take you back to the year 2006 uh, in June of 2006. Uh, this Toronto Maple Leaf player retired after playing over 1,000 career games. Okay, so 2006. We already established that was an Olympic year. Toronto Maple Leafs. Sundin was still playing, obviously. After 1,000 games, he retired. Ah, uh, you know what? Let's go with Ty Domi. Boom, boom, Ty Domi. You know what? I could have said something about penalty minutes or something else, but uh, no. I was hoping the game's clue would be enough, and you were right, of course. Thank you. Okay. 
next impression for you. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I got to prepare. Okay, okay, yeah, take your time, take your time, take your time. Take a sip, okay. Uh, not only am I a be- very neurotic, I'm, I'm, I'm awesome, I'm awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> can you, you got any guess? Can, can you do it again? Um, do you want me to do it again? Yeah, do it one more time. Okay. Uh, not only am I very, I'm, I'm, I'm neurotic, but I'm, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm awesome. Oh, my God. Is that Woody Allen doing The Miz? <laughs> that is correct. Oh, my God. That's, that's a... Oh, I have here. to throw a little bit of both people in, you know? <laughs> that was a fan. That was an amazing Woody Allen. I got to say, that was that was a fantastic Woody Allen. Thank you. Oh, my Lord. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, my question number three. Yes. Um, in November of, 20, uh, of 2006, right before the holidays, uh, Nintendo released this product. November 2006, that would be the Nintendo Wii. Of course, they teach you that in the manual, I'm sure. <laughs> you don't got to teach me anything about that. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Moving on. You ready? Yep. <clears throat> this one's a throat tickler. Uh-oh. Okay. Ooh, let me in. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh is that louis armstrong as the fiend <laughs> yes bray wyatt the fiend louis armstrong you got it <laughs> Let me in. yeah if i were to sing a whole song like that that would hurt <laughs> yeah seriously Let he just i guess he just smoked a pound of cigars a day to get that i wa- i wonder how uh how that voice is just Ooh. created yeah oh my god yeah all right, you're three for three. You're doing good. Next one up for you, Mike. Question number four. Um, in the year 2006, this James Bond movie grossed over 600 million. 600 million. Wow. Wow. 2006, I'm going to say that's when the reboot happened with Daniel Craig. I'm going to go Casino Royale. Ah, you know your Bond. I don't actually watch them. I just kind of know. <laughs> I mean, I watched the Pierce days, the Golden Eye, of course. Of uh, yeah, the the Pierce Brosnan era. Yeah. Led into the Daniel Craig era. Yeah, Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? How how was it? <laughs> yeah, how was it's it? It's great. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty good. Isn't there how a wrestler in one of them? I've Is never Batista seen. In one of the movies or something. Or? Uh, he was in the latest one. The latest one. Okay. As a. Like a th- like just like 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 you know um you know how you kind of have like your henchmen there's like your bad guy thug henchman and then yeah. there's like the leader of the thug henchman that your <laughs> protagonist always has a harder fight against yeah he's like the sub boss exactly he was that guy he was mm-hmm. the uh, he was the little Japanese man in Fast and Furious Seven that Paul Walker <laughs> fights on the bus before he has that huge uh, yeah the, uh, yeah. the best scenes the franchise right there I'm not I'm nowhere near Fast and Furious Seven. Start on five, and then you're only three movies away. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay. My final question for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, now you see, all I want is for you to pick a fight with me. <laughs> okay, that's the, um. I know the voice. 
It's uh It's Miracle on 34th Street guy. Whose name I mean, is yeah. uh Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. It's Jimmy Stewart and doing <laughs> Pick a fight with me. Pick a fight. <laughs> I don't think I know who would say pick a fight. You do. He hasn't said it in a little while. Yeah. Pick a fight with me. He doesn't say it like Jimmy Stewart. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Pick a fight. Yeah. Pick a fight. Pick a fight. Yeah, that that uh, that tagline isn't isn't popping out for me right now. Hmm. So who's saying pick a fight? Pick a fight. It was quite a bit. You're gonna regret it. I'm gonna say, is it? (laughs) Was it Cody? No. Nah. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Stewart doing someone, Mike. Who's who? Yeah, who is it? It was Jimmy Stewart doing Alistair Black, of course. Oh, and him in the smoky room. In the room. Oh yes. my God! How can I forget the smoky exactly. room? Yeah, he said it. Oh yeah, many, yeah, yeah. But I had to end with the hardest one, so you know we we almost had perfect, but not mm-hmm. quite. Right, right. Pick a fight. No one was knocking <laughs> on his door. Pick a fight. Uh, with me. He yeah he was he was in the black smoky box. <laughs> he would turn one syllable words into two syllables. Pick a fight. Maybe that's why nobody wanted to come knock on his door because <laughs> there was what one camera, one chair. It's black and filled with smoke. I wouldn't want to go hang with that dude's house. That'd be sketchy. And then well, we, Zelina then, Vega likes it. Then when we do see you, you're propping up in a coffin. Surrounded I don't think he does that anymore, by candles. Does he? he hasn't done that entrance in a long. I think if maybe it, they they didn't bring it to the performance. There's probably no room with the performance. Yeah, if he if he ever gets his like a his big match entrance back, he'll get it back. Yeah, you know for with, sure with the uh, the the live monks, you know singing the <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, uh, Mike, your final question. Uh, in October of 2006. This Boston Celtics coach passed away with a lifetime record of 16 total NBA championships. Holy moly. Okay. So I probably don't know his name, but once you tell me, I probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the 16, he was obviously there for like the eight in a row. He had to have been, right? Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. And which means, uh, yeah, uh, I probably won't guess it. But, you know, obviously... Uh, <laughs> I can almost picture the guy. You can almost picture him. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a fixture in the sport. Uh, it's not Larry Bird. It's, <laughs> it's not Larry Bird. Uh, yeah, I saved the hardest for last. Uh, Red Auerbach. Red Auerbach. Okay, is a yeah, name. I wouldn't have guessed it. I'm sure you're picturing the face, a little short Jewish man smoking a cigar. <laughs> um, yeah, back yeah. when you could do that. Back when you could do that on the in bench. The, side of the building, on the bench, anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he uh, passed away. He won. So he won nine championships as the head coach of the team, and then he won seven championships after that as an executive, all the way hmm, up nice. to their final championship in '88 or whenever '86, whenever, whenever, whenever that was. Uh, he served as an executive that whole time. So does he have the most titles of anyone? He would have the most. Um, just collectively. Yeah, Phil Jackson has six plus five plus two. Uh, so he has 15 total? Shit, that's close. No, that math is off. 13 total. <laughs> <laughs> he has 13 total. I think that would be 
yeah. Jerry West has a bunch also. I don't know. I don't know. But 16, that's a lot. That's a lot. Pat a lot Riley hard, has a lot. A lot harder these days. Like of that total, you move from a coach to an executive to a president or whatever, and then you keep, yeah. you keep getting... Keep on getting those you rings. keep getting credit for it, <laughs> uh, which is well. But uh, that was my final. That was my final 2006 question. All right. Yeah, that was good. good I, I had stuff. to scroll back like six pages on Pro Fight DB. Um, because as soon as he got a singles win, I was like, "Huh, when does this? Ha- this doesn't happen too often, and yeah. it doesn't. It happens on main no. event a lot, where he was uh, taking on the likes of like Rhino and and either of the Breezango groupings, <laughs> either of yeah. those two. Who who I don't know. I don't. Who watches main event? What's the point? I, I yeah. I wonder. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess there's some kind of. It would it has it has to make some sense for them financially. They get money on that thirty minute chunk, and it has to be enough. It has to be so much so that it's worth pretty much doing an entire separate show. I remember there was a chunk where like twelve out of fourteen weeks, Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan would fight each other, just one on one, just every week on main event. I bet. Well, that's the like, hey, you're backstage anyways. <laughs> yeah, go out there, warm up the crowd. And of course, uh, that's not that's not how the game operates anymore. Nope. It's not just like, hey, fly out to this city because we may use you in the background. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, no, we don't we don't need any of this shit. I wonder uh, what the <laughs> AEW rules are because sort of like you know they have their people at sideline. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, that was trivia. I mean, I just said those three letters. So why don't we just start talking about those three goddamn letters? Because we're moving to TNT. It's 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. Um, You you may be watching some baseball. You may may be watching opening day. Or I guess it's an opening night tonight for the actual. It's season, baby. We're rocking into it. Do the Blue Jays have a field yet? We don't know. (laughs) I don't think the Blue Jays. Honestly. They're not going to be allowed to play. uh, They're just playing road games every day. (laughs) They're just going to play road games every day, uh, which is fantastic for them. They're going to win it. A 60-game season, anything can happen. I guess so. Uh, I saw Vladdy knock one right out of fucking Fenway last night. Right out of the wall. Over the monster? Over the monster? Out of the park. Yeah. Over the scoreboard, over everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. That that, that kid's got power. Oh, yeah. He's got that big strength. (laughs) Uh, But this isn't baseball. This is dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. This is AEW Dynamite. That is right. And nothing really on the horizon, of course. You know, this is just kind of like a normal week for us. Uh, But we actually kick off with Cody coming down to the ring. Because apparently we're going to get his weekly title defense kind of right off the bat. Yes, a mystery challenger for the TNT title. Uh... So some some of the guys were hyping it up before on like social media, like oh this is I don't know some one of the top indie guys or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so the mystery man it ends up being Eddie Kingston who comes out, cuts a scathing promo on Cody and insults Iron and yeah just just a degenerate. I general. love this dude's accent. I can't. I, I like it. Yeah, I he could was cool. not peg like peg it down. I what what, what did you get? Uh, it was Puerto like Rican? half British. I don't know half. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I don't know. I thought there was uh, like a real, real Brooklyn thing. There's also, something. I don't something. know. The guy's from like Maryland. Yeah, he's I, got like that Cockneyness. It's like, like that. half Cockney, half <laughs> Boston trash. I don't yeah. know. It's the most fascinating. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good combo. The Boston and the Cockney. Oh, that, that's but, the that's the ultimate. Uh, that's the ultimate that's dude. The, <laughs> That's the ultimate accent. No, I want if I could pick one uh, accent, it would be half cockney, <laughs> half Boston trash. But yeah, so he's instantly over for me. I barely know this guy. Instantly but yeah, good, over. Good heel on the mic. He's got a you know the heel look, a nice big gut. <laughs> he's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, anyways, I think they also announced it's going to be no DQ, no count out. So let's get on with it. They just start brawling outside the ring. They lift up the floor mats. We get slammed onto the concrete floor. Uh, oh, yeah, and then later on, uh, the big spot, Eddie Kingston grabs a sack from under the ring. And, of course, we know what's in there. The thumbtacks, thousands of thumbtacks poured all over. Uh, and then he power bombs Cody right onto the pile. And then, yeah, just a pin cushion, just bleeding from hundreds of tiny little cuts. But uh, this fires Cody up. He has his big comeback, locks in the figure four, and gets a submission win to retain his title. With in a in a in a in the best, I think this might have been the best title defense he's had. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, the, I think so. the, 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 the Hager match was planned, he's been doing these weekly things. Why not open up with a just like this weird, chaotic, a certainly new, <laughs> new challenger just popping by? They did the same thing with whatever that guy's Ricky Starks, yeah, a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, Cody finds a way to bleed. So there you go, he All, loves to bleed, always does. Uh, yeah, Eddie Kingston, um. He actually, uh, I found, bled more than some people do on the thumbtack spot. It seemed like he got a good good juice going there. Good, Sometimes it just kind of stick in. Get a good juice going. Good juice going. It was it was really funny. Just one of the podcasts I listened to, I had never heard of Eddie Kingston until, like, earlier on yesterday, they mentioned, one of the guys mentioned they would love it if a guy like Eddie Kingston challenged Cody for the, the title. <laughs> it was so weird. It was one of the most... And I had to listen back to it and be like, wait, did they see, did they say like I saw in a tweet or something? And no, he was, this guy's just flat up talking on the side of his head. Oh, was, what are the odds of that? What are the odds of that one? Yeah, fun little debut for Mr. Kingston. Mm-hmm. The other Kingston. The other Kingston. Uh, but then we go more singles action here. MJF is taking on Griff Garrison. Uh, and uh, yeah, who's this guy? I don't know. MJF just kind of cuts a promo. Calls him Jungle Man because he does look a lot like Jungle Boy. But, uh, anyways, Griff insults him back, says, You're not undefeated. You lost that tag match. So, anyways, they get going. <laughs> MJF just kind of beats him around, uh, grabs a mic in the middle of the match to insult him more. But, uh, yeah, at the end, MJF hits his little slingshot pile driver, the heat seeker, to get the win. It's a good looking move. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Little, yeah, the heat seeker. The, the the heat seeker. Um, I feel like MJF is too over to be having these weekly bouts against these yeah, the these uh, the, uh, exactly yeah like you, even <laughs> like you hear the name Griff Garrison you're like oh my god you're gonna lose like you just oh, yeah. hear the name I mean and there are <laughs> enough kind of established other names around the company that. It could be could be used, or maybe they're all positive. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Wardlow wasn't even a factor here. Didn't need him at all. No, not for Griff. No way. Yeah, uh, no, but anyway, yeah, good old MJF work. But uh, it was just a squash. Yeah, it was just. 
Uh, and then we get another segment of Dr. Britt Baker's rules for being a role model. So she's got her giant notepad out. She's got Tony and Reba. Well, I did learn her name is Rebel, but she's just calling her Reba. Well, we're not sure because every time she gets to like, is your name Rebel or Reba? And even Tony Schiavone <laughs> asks her this question and she's like, my name is Re. And then as soon as yeah. like, she's halfway through the thing and Britt Baker's just <laughs> screaming at her. So the rule this week is never count out a role model. So despite the conspirators, she's set for the biggest comeback of all time. Much like Tiger Woods in the 2019 Masters, mm -hmm. Rocky defeating Drago in Rocky IV, or Michael Jordan returning to the NBA with the Washington Wizards. And then Tony cuts her off and says, wait a minute, Michael had some great comebacks, but the Wizards, they never even made the playoff. <laughs> and she just says, why are you being such an asshole, Tony? And then Reba says, I've seen Space Jam 19 times. He beats the Monstars every time. So... <laughs> Baker just makes her final point. I am MJ. Do not count me out at all out. So it's just further confirming that's her return date. Very much looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, this is going to be the hottest thing. This is going to be the hottest women's angle going into all out. Yeah, definitely. No matter what. Like, uh, I feel like there's nothing nothing else that could kind of happen in ring. And she's going to insert herself into some kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe Sheeta. Maybe she'll get the title shot right away. Yeah, I mean, or if not, I guess Big Swole has been feuding, so it might be her as well. So. Might be. Now, it was maybe like somewhere around here, we get a promo for this summer the AEW Women's Tag Tournament Cup. Yeah, thing. the cup. So they didn't say title, but you know, they could bring in belts. Um, you know, so just a cup. We have our diamond ring, <laughs> we have our uh, diamond <laughs> Dallas Page ring. Yeah. We got uh, the tag. So we're going to get 16 women, eight teams. So, yes, I like this. It's uh, if, yeah, it gives all these other women something to do, something to fight for, mm -hmm. at least for the next couple of weeks. At least for the next couple of weeks. In terms of teams, uh, of course, we know we'll have the uh, the nightmare sisters. Sisters, that's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. We, well, that's the only kind of team I can think about right now. Yeah, off the bat. Uh, I'm sure, like Big Swole will find someone. Nyla Rose will maybe. Yeah, Nyla but, and yeah Vicky. but none of the other women really are <laughs> like they're hanging out together. No, they'll have uh, to make something. We'll have but, to make uh, something. You know, we can build. We can build. We can unite. Uh, we'll Amen. See. Uh, but then Taz comes out with Brian Cage. He cuts a promo saying, "You know, they've had a lot of heated arguments this last week, and Cage almost fired him, but uh, I explained why I why I threw in the towel. It was just business." That armbar was locked in, and that surgically repaired arm, I wasn't going to let that bicep tendon get torn again and have him miss months of time. So, uh, But then Darby Allen comes out to interrupt. Uh, but then Ricky Starks jumps him from behind. So the two of them are fighting. Uh, they beat Darby all around. They're ready to nail him with his own skateboard when John Moxley comes out with a good old barbed wire bat to make the save. The old barbed wire bat. Yeah, him and Darby, they kind of been uh, having these little... This little uh, alliance lately. I like it. They've been getting along, and uh, apparently I just saw the clip of... It was the episode of Dark the night before where Ricky Starks came out to help Brian Cage. So they are, uh, you know, they kind of they have this two big guys, two little guys. The inevitable <laughs> four-man tag will pro yeah. would probably be a good match. Probably going to be a hardcore rat. Be some oh yeah, oh, Darby, some skateboards, barbed wires. Darby and Moxley—they're on board. Uh, yeah, they'll do anything. And I guess by going back to this, uh, you know, like we've we're acknowledging that Brian Cage is recovering from an injury. It kind of lets him always, 
or maybe not always, it leads to opportunities where he can be defeated, but he's injured. So was he yeah. really defeated? <laughs> that, makes like, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. No, it's like uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Anytime he does a head or neck bump, you're always gonna be like, oh. <laughs> After the yeah, or, he'll always have a storyline. He can, you know. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, of course, he couldn't kick out from the neck bump because he just had his his <laughs> yeah, uh, he's discs, got metal rods holding him together. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Brian Cage though he still got that FTW title. So yeah, for whatever that <laughs> means, I guess it's not officially noted uh, officially noticed yet, by AEW. I guess it's just Taz official at this point. Yeah, it's there. Uh, but then we get tag team action. The Young Bucks taking on Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Falls Count Anywhere match. And uh, it ends up starting in the kitchen of all places as, you know, Butcher and Blade are being actual butchers. Just chomping up some steaks. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's fun. It's always fun to see the, a new section of Daly's Place. Of course, Daly's Place, which is becoming, <laughs> quite frankly, my home away from home. Yeah, uh, we feel like we know it. They, we know where the bars are located. We know where the Jacksonville Jaguars field is in relation kind of to everything else. A uh, place that I love, Mike, for you and I to visit one day, quite frankly. I would love yeah. for you and I to just walk the hallowed halls <laughs> of Daly's Place, take photos, like, oh, this is where... This is where this happened. This is where Matt Hardy got thrown in the icebox. This is where Matt Hardy got thrown in the icebox. We can recreate the Sammy Guevara running away from the uh, golf cart scene. Yeah. Uh, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So uh, they start in the kitchen. They're getting slammed on the hard cutting tables. And then eventually they fight out into the concourse. You know, picnic tables, trucks. Blade gets super kicked up an escalator. Yeah. Uh, that was a good that was a good one i think <laughs> J, i think spot. jr says something like oh that's one way to get upstairs <laughs> yeah there was a good there was a joke in there that i could someone uh, had a joke in <laughs> there i don't know who it was uh or that really escalated or something yeah like that. it was, well, that's a good one that's a good one if that wasn't what they said that's what they should have said uh <laughs> anyways they they fight back they finally make their way towards the ring we get some tables set up against the barricade blade goes for a big top rope over the rope topek and hero and I think he was supposed to slam through a table, but he just completely misses, lands hard on the ground. Mm -hmm. I think Tony's like, he got none of that. Or something. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. Yeah. But uh, Butcher, he slams Matt through the other table, and they fight up to the top of the ramp. We get more tables. They set up some tables. The Bucks hit some super kicks. They set Butcher and Blade on the tables, climb up above the entrance. Then they both hit big dives off the balcony. One elbow drop, one swanton bomb through the tables, make the cover, get the three. Yeah, We're getting a lot. This was a hardcore show. The, we had like three. <laughs> this was everywhere. There was a lot to like about this uh, about this match. We you know, and we knew why they were fighting, and that's all we needed. We got to see, like you said, we got to see more of Daly's place. Yeah, more craziness. Butcher and the Blade getting to work. Good little, good little length. Yeah, which is funny because their gimmick has done uh, like a like a one eighty. They used to wear black. Now they only wear yeah. white. I still have a hard time reckoning. Like, Butcher, I could pick out easily. Blade from a crowd, I still wouldn't. Blade. He always wore that mask for so long. And he kind of looks like Stu Grayson. Yeah, he looks a lot and like the other guys. And if you see them kind of right beside each other, you're kind of, uh, it takes yeah. you a second. Butcher has the facial hair, the tattoos. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, Butcher is big guy. and covered with tattoos and <laughs> uh, plays bass in Every Time I Die. So that's, <laughs> yeah, I just know who he is. I, I picture him playing the stand-up. One string bass on the, the <laughs> like, you know, the, the bathtub thing. Right. Yeah, he's, play, he's, play, he's doing the washtub bass. Yeah, the washtub. On a broom uh, in, the mom, in mom, Wearing overalls in, with no socks. In, in my friend's sons, yeah. 
He's, it's uh, funny how those picture. looks can be both. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that look is both of those things at the same time. Yeah. Uh, no, he plays in Every Time I Die, as we all know. <laughs> uh, but he likes to wrestle on his spare time. And other than missing that one bump, yeah, these guys haven't gotten a win probably ever. But I, I like watching. I yeah, like they're this. Still, yeah, they're still, they're still in the fight. They still look all right. So... It was okay. Still in the fight, still look all right. And of course, uh, <laughs> as the, we there, there is kind of tension growing within that tag title scene. Uh, yeah. But I think we have a women's we, match before we get to that. We do. Even before that, there was a fun little segment where an interviewer tries to get a word with Lance Archer, and then he just beats up a locker room oh. full of jabronis, yeah. including the best part when he just yeets a man through the roof. <laughs> it just goes up through the tile and yeah, dumps him in a trash can. Yeah. But yeah. the way he threw him up into the roof, that was great. Like, a, like someone who was on the other end. Boom, yeah. Pulling him up. <laughs> it looked like, yeah, it was just incredible. Like he was strapped but, up. Ah, uh, yes. And then we did get that woman's action you were referring to. The only one on the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some debuts here. Diamante versus Ivelisse. Two new faces in the women's division. Nice to see. Um. Yeah, they were just kind of, yeah, one bright red hair, the other, I, I, I can't remember who's who off the top of my head. Uh, that's a good point. One had red hair, one had black hair. Yeah, I'll learn it soon, but they had a fun little bout. Uh, Lise hits the ropes, but Diamante catches her with an inside cradle, gets a three count. Yeah, yeah. quick match, yeah, uh, more women in the division, and uh, there we go. There we go. Uh, let's move on. We got... Uh, Alan Angels, number five from the Dark Order, taking on Hangman Adam Page. And, uh, yeah, this number five. He's got some Jack Gallagher tattoos, just like a big ship on his chest. Yeah, he's got the old, maybe it is Jack. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but this Angels guy, he lasted way longer than I thought he would. He made it all the way through a commercial break and back. Fighting <laughs> Hangman. Uh, yeah, and the rest of the Dark Order, they just kind of come down to watch. But Hangman, he gets the win with this just big last ride style power bombing afterwards Brody Lee gets on the mic telling Hangman how impressed he is with him but his lack of friends and a tag partner whenever he's in danger where are they they don't help him so but you know Dark Order they can protect you but Hangman says he appreciates it but uh, he's not he doesn't want to join a cult so Brody just says cowboy you made your bed and the Dark Order they just gang up they beat him down until the FTR come out and smash a cooler on them to help Hangman. And then late to the party, Kenny Omega comes out to help, but it's, the job's already done. So Hangman shakes hands with FTR and accepts a beer from them as Omega just kind of looks on. Yeah, this gave me and Mike, of course, you know, this is something I've said before. The old people being pieces of shit and then nobody being nice. Nobody helping them. Nobody, nobody stopping the pieces of shit from doing the piece of shit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except I, FTR. They're being good guys. There was that one point, and yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna always gonna be seen. Same, same thing. First thing you think about as soon as you start seeing Adam Page get beaten down, you're like, the fuck are you, Kenny? Like, you're, it's, you, you, you're, you gotta be back there. Yeah. What are you doing? That's more important than helping your friend not get beat the fuck up. That's what I've been saying, man. I've been on Team Hangman FTR this whole time. That's dude. true. You were on hang- <laughs> you were on uh you were on his side last week, I think, when Yeah. Or something about not drinking the beer or the beers something and the like pouring that. the beer out. Yeah. It wasn't about drinking it, it was the disrespect with the pouring it out. Right. Could have gave it to Hangman and said, Here, Hangman, double fist. And Hangman would have said, Thank you, brother. Thanks, bud. <laughs> but uh yeah, so just some more tension. 
The slow burn of Omega and Hangman. The slow burn leading to All Out in August. December, no, September. Yeah, somewhere. Labor Day weekend, I think. I don't know. Uh, but they did announce that the Dark Order will get a tag title shot next week. I didn't note what members, but somewhere. Hmm. They won't win. Maybe it will be like seven, <laughs> eight, four, and six. It's going to pick them. Uh, but then we go to the main event. Jurassic Express take it on Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. And you know they got lots of time here. A nice 20-minute solid tag team bout. Uh, Santana and Ortiz trying to interfere, but they get taken out by Jungle Boy, which distracts Aubrey Edwards, which leaves uh, Jericho and Luchasaurus in the ring. And then Serpentico shows up and nails Luchasaurus with a bat. Jericho follows with the Codebreaker and gets the win. So the inner circle celebrating commentaries saying, what's going on with Serpentico? And everyone's just beat. They continue the beat down on Jurassic Express. Uh, Pentico hits a big shooting star press and then removes the mask to reveal it's Sammy Guevara. He's back from suspension. And then they just continue the beat down more until Orange Cassidy and best friends come out. Send him off. Sammy yeah, Guevara. Sammy's back. <gasps> he's back. Wow. He's back. This is great. Why not? Yeah, you know, he was gone a month. He did his time. It's been his, yeah, it's been his time, you know. He spent his, you know, time away. Now he's there. I thought it was actually a new guy. I was like, oh, shit. No, I I totally bought in. A masked man. I think this uh, Serpentico is a real person. Um, But, yeah, it wasn't him, but I was fooled as well. I'm like, oh, cool, they're getting a masked member for the inner circle. Exactly, because they they said it too quickly for me to be like, huh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like they knew it already, so I was like, oh, whom? Serpentico. It was odd. It was odd. I kind of thought for a second it was Bandito. Bandito wears the uh, long at the front lucha mask, kind of like, you know, <laughs> like a triangle, like like it's a bandana on your, yeah. you know, kind of mouth and down. I saw yeah. that. I was like, oh, shit, that's that's a huge signing. And then I was like, oh, it's just, <laughs> it's just creepy, pervy Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Well, either way, they had me fooled. Yeah. They had us fooled. Yeah, they had us both fooled. And then I think at the very end, they announced next week we'll see five on five best friends in Jurassic Park teaming up to take on the inner circle now reformed. Uh, Jurassic so. Express, you mean. And what did I call <laughs> them? Jurassic Park. <laughs> like the best friends in Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, it was like, or I think it'd be better. We should better call them the, be the best friends and friends. I think is yeah, there you go. It's an easier way. Oh, wait, and Scooby against and so the entirety of the inner circle. The entirety all, inner circle, all five members back. All five strong. of them, yeah. Okay, great. A great ten, uh, maybe a ten man tag to finish off the evening. We've already yeah, we've already booked main our main. Event. We've already booked our main event seven days in advance. What's, yeah, the, what's there so, to look forward to? Well, well, maybe we'll start up the first round of that women's tournament. Oh. Uh, Ooh. And Cody, you know, Cody's next mystery challenge. Cody's, we'll Cody's weekly Hey, Look at Me challenge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, of course, great. And that was our show. That was our show on the TNT network um, because they're the network that airs uh, AEW. Yeah. Total nonstop Turner. <laughs> that's, what that's exactly what it stands for. Uh, the man who's put, to- or you know, the company that's put Tony Schiavone's kids through college. Very much so. <laughs> very, very much so. Uh, Mr. Schiavone has a lot to lend to that network. Um, that being said, though, Vince McMahon has a lot to uh, thank the USA Network for. 
Yeah, yep. gives them a home every week. Gives them a home every Monday, as we all know. Uh, gives them a home between, what, 8 and 11? That beautiful three-hour chunk that everybody's sitting and watching television. And uh, the folks over at the USA Network were also gentle and kind enough to just give Vince a little two-hour slot on Wednesday nights to air his son-in-law's show, NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. With Triple H. See, a lot of three-letter letters thing uh, we're doing here. I got there eventually. Yeah, of course, we're talking NXT. We got another week. Um, we've got a lot of shit going on. So why don't we just uh, why don't we just kick off with uh, just bask in his glory and kick off with Keith Lee. Yeah, so uh, he's got an announcement to make. He says, you know, I'm limitless, but I don't want to be limiting others. So, although I will continue to defend the NXT title as much as I can, I will be relinquishing the North American title so other people can have opportunities. And then William Regal pops up on the iPad to say... We will have a series of... <laughs> Which, by the way, this is not the first time William <laughs> oh, Regal no. has popped up on an iPad specifically. No, this is his new thing. Uh, <laughs> so he says we will have a series of triple threat matches to qualify for NXT TakeOver 30 in August, where there will be a five-man ladder match for the North American title. So that should be great. Five-man ladder match for the North American title? Now, if history uh, is think... deemed to repeat itself, <laughs> this could is... be another five-star banger coming another up. another banger as soon as... As soon as you start like, hearing it, it's like, holy shit, man. Like, it was just like one good piece of news on top of the next. Of yeah. course, uh, Keith Lee doesn't have to get double booked. Yeah, this was their way, you know, he's... Which is fantastic. And it works better this way, because he's already been the North American champ for months as well, so it's not like the reign only lasts a week. And so Of course. He had a good reign, he defended that title many times, uh, but now let's focus on the big one. Of course, Keith Lee, super protected right now, nobody was going to take that off of him, it wouldn't no. make sense, and when a babyface does it, it feels so nice, because he's like, hey guys, I want everyone to compete. Yeah. Thumbs up, selfish. big smiles. <laughs> you know, but it, exactly, exactly. But if a piece of shit does it, they're like, "Why would I want this shitty belt? Yeah, uh, exactly. I've, I've got the good one." <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. And we get a takeover in August, and yeah, the night before SummerSlam, I guess August twenty second. Oh, 23rd, perfect. Somewhere oh, okay, great. Uh, and yeah, we'll have a bunch of three way match or triple threat matches. We will get one later on in the evening. We shall. But first, we're going to get Dexter Loomis taking on Killian Dane. And they just kind of have a good little back and forth match until Loomis locks in his submission chokehold until Dane passes out and the ref calls for the bell. By TKO. Not many people uh, getting wins by TKO around here, though. Yeah, except for on this episode. Except on the, <laughs> There's a bunch on this episode, oddly enough. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Loomis. Yeah, let's go. Lewis, I feel continue to look strong. Continue to uh, look strong. I feel like he. We've only seen him against. This is the first time we've seen him against like a big guy. I liked his matches against small guys better. You know, kind of gives you that David and Goliath thing. Yeah, um, he needs something. Uh, he needs something to long term feud. Now that Roddy's kind of out of the picture. Yeah, he came out of this looking for the next step. You know. Yeah. Uh, then we get tag team action. Everise taking on Breezango. And the theme of the week for Breeze Angle, they're Mounties. So they yeah, get a little 
Maple Leaf, Canadian. They got the red outfit on. Uh, and it works. It works for them. They get the win with a double super kick. Double super kick over now. Everize, this is a group that has been squashed before. Yeah, pretty um, much the COVID era. They've been the go-to tag team squash. <laughs> they're the go-to Dana Brooks, Sarah Logan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Tyler Breeze, he's Canadian, so the Mountie, that's okay. <laughs> I guess if neither one of them were Canadian, we'll be like, hey, guys, that's inappropriate. Yeah. I don't get, like, I mean, I get that they're doing a theme, but, yeah, the Mountie, you, it seems like you'd save it for Canada. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they can bring it <laughs> back. Know. I'm sure the costumes are just chilling there in that big yeah. uh, warehouse they have over there at the PC. Yeah. Uh, but some women's action. We got Aaliyah taking on Shotzi Blackheart. And Robert Stone comes limping out with his walking boot on. Fun little match. You know, Shotzi's looking great as always. And Aaliyah, who's really starting to, you know, getting lots of good TV time here, picking up some steam. Um... And during the match, Robert Stone jumps on the apron to distract Shotzi. So she just boots him off and he lands on right of that injured leg. Starts screaming. And then Shotzi hits a big senton off the top rope onto, onto Aaliyah. Gets the W. So Shotzi's celebrating. She gets in her tank. And then once again, she drives over Stone's other good leg. <laughs> trapping him underneath. And then she just howls. But then gets attacked by Mercedes Martinez. So uh, Martinez just kind of stares at Stone and walks off. So a little, uh, what's going on there? Now, uh, you know, of course, it's Shotzi's time to move on. Was this not the supposed grudge match we've been building for multiple weeks? Um, I hate it when this happens, too, when it's like, and I feel like uh, Aaliyah, and what was the other woman's name? Zia Lee. Like, this happened with them also, where it was like, you establish a thing, then there's a feud, and then they do have their resolving match, but it's an unspectacular finish to uh, telling a... It's not the A story on the show. It's not the B story on the show. Dare I even may say it's not the C story on the show. (laughs) But... just finish it off, you know, give you know in a in a more you know in a better way, and then have Mercedes Martinez attack her. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I guess they they want. I don't know. It's I like I feel they like want I, that to be the big match. I mean, Mercedes I feel like we're or, you know, and it's kind of like the same thing. I feel like we're getting with the iconics and the riots right now, is that this, however, this will end will be in five minutes. It's not going to end in a satisfying way where you're like ah. There they had the match that resolves the weeks of of well, hopefully that's feuding. Shotzi and Mercedes, hopefully they can have a nice big 15 minute. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just give them more time. We'll see. We'll get back to them. Yeah. But we got the first qualifier match for that ladder match. Uh, triple threat. Johnny Gargano taking on Bronson Reed and Roddy Strong. And uh, yeah, the match was fun. It was good. Gargano hits a big poison Rana on Reed. And then the final beat DDT on Roderick. And then he goes to cover him. But then Bronson Reed just comes flying off the top rope with his monster splash. And he pins Roddy to get the win. Earning the first of five spots in that ladder match. What a splash. That's a big one. Yeah. Big one. Big win. Biggest win of his career. Biggest win of his career, of course, when you have... Like you, you know, we have Roddy and Johnny Gargano in a match. We know it's going to be fast-paced. And a bigger guy, Bronson Reed, never fell behind. The oh, action yeah, at all. He can move. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he's a good. See what he can do. See what he can do in a ladder match. That'll be fun. I, you, you need a big guy in a ladder <laughs> match, right? Lars Sullivan's not yeah. going to be in this one. So no. we need a resident big man, <laughs> uh, possible dark horse contender. Mike, you just while we mention it right now, do you have 
what you think is going to happen? Anyone you think who could walk away with it? Somebody we don't even know about yet? Have you thought about this? Um, I don't know. I could see Timothy Thatcher getting a slot yeah. in this match. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's wide open. Finn Balor, we haven't seen him in a little while. Damian Priest. It's really Guys open. Like that. It's really open. Yeah. Um, it's be- my, my first week hot take as soon as I heard it. I'm thinking Cameron Grimes. I'm thinking Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, walking yeah. I think home, he could. Uh, or leaving the Performance Center with uh, some gold around his belt. He could. He could slime his way up that ladder and <laughs> grab the belt. I <laughs> grease his way up. <laughs> but yeah, you were- <laughs> no, that's the thing. The uh, the mid card's wide open right now. Yeah, it really Drake is. Drake Maverick could show up. <laughs> he could say, "Fuck the cruiser weight. I'm going for the North American." Yeah, sure. Throw one of those, uh, or throw one of the uh, the Escobar crews. One of those, yeah. one of those guys in there. Sheeta, like we said, we haven't seen him in a while. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We're gonna have a lot of triple threats to qualify. Yeah, it's so gonna be a lot, a lot of fun leading up to there. Yeah, one of these two men, like we said, Timothy Thatcher, up next, who has taken on One Lorcan, um, and this was just a good old grapple fest. Just lots of mat wrestling, submissions, traditional style. Uh, arm bars, fish. Arm hooks. bars everywhere, fish hooks, uh, leg hooks. Uh, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> a couple stiff chops. Some very stiff chops. Eventually, Timothy locks in that deep Kimura arm bar. Uh, no, yeah, Lorcan locks it in on Thatcher, mm-hmm. but then Thatcher's able to pin Lorcan, get him to the mat for the three count, saving his arm and getting the victory. Getting a Lorcan almost had him. Jesus Christ, what a what a great match. Yeah, this was just And this is something yeah, that good we, old wrestling. This is something I don't even we think they, don't they, see in NXT too often or just in general. Yeah, you know, they never left the ring. I don't think they ever even touched the ropes. Never they even just, touched just good the ropes. And Mike, what, what was I just, what were, you, what were you and I just texting about like two days ago where I said, have you seen any of these Timothy Thatcher and Biff Busick matches <laughs> uh, from the past? Biff Busick, a.k.a. former Tweet of the Week champion, a.k.a. One Lorcan. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah these, these dudes do something that's like just so, so different. And uh, I just love, I really enjoy this yeah no we got and we got a nice little mid-card feud building here like larkin didn't look like a chump he almost had him with that he almost had him on that one and i think he could get one on him and the next thing you know we're going back to the fight pit pit fight baby (laughs) exactly going back to the fight fight pit pit. (laughs) gotta you know they that's not gonna be a one and done no no they spent all the money making the pit they're yeah. going back to the pit. We'll what, you just think they're going to fill it with soil afterwards and then grow a little <laughs> garden? No. This is a no fight way. pit. But then we go backstage. Robert Stone is whining about his, his foot to Aaliyah when Mercedes comes up and says, Listen, this is what I want. I need someone who can handle the matches, look over the contracts, and handle all the crap I don't care about outside the ring. So Stone's just like, You got it. I'm your man. The Robert Stone brand is growing. They shake hands. <laughs> it's growing. <laughs> yeah. So look at that. Their first legitimate client. I like it. I know. First, news. it's on pen and paper. There was pen. Pen was put to paper. Mercedes Martinez of the Robert Stone brand. I can just see it now. I can see it in lights, baby. Yeah. See, look what happened when Chelsea Dick Stone, just Stone, she went nowhere. Chelsea Green is gone. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, Mercedes. Yeah. Rhea Ripley wasn't on the show this week. Mercedes was. So. Mm. Robert Stone making moves. I don't think Io was on the show this week, either. Yeah. You know, you can't always have everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Tag yeah. titles have been missing for since Imperium won them. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I never even thought of uh, that. But let's go to the main event here. Karrion Cross taking on Dominic Dijakovic. And, uh, yeah, they just made Karrion look dominant. Just beating up Dijakovic. Uh, you know, he just prolongs, stays alive for a while. But they fight outside the ring and Cross places Dijakovic's head behind the steel steps and then hits a big running boot onto the steps, crushing his skull. But that's not all. Then he just brings him back into the ring, beats him down more. Keith Lee comes out to watch, to look out for his buddy, but he can't do anything. And Cross just kind of stares at Lee and just beats the shit out of him, knocks his head all around, sleeper hold, until eventually Dijakovic passes out, ending the match. And I think uh, they call it the, uh, the Cross Jacket. The cross jacket, that's what it was. Yes. So, but, 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 uh, just but a, cross is with a K. Of course. I just wanted, to make, course, just wanted to make that clear. Uh, hopefully his middle name doesn't start with a K. Oh, hopefully not. Oh, my God. I know a uh, uh, a friend who all three of her initials start with the letter H. That's cool. Yeah, Haley Helen Henriksen. So was that on purpose? Uh, I think it was like a yeah, I think it was like a familial thing, you know, or whatever. I don't think it was a. Uh, I don't think her fan. I don't think her parents were. Uh, no, I don't mean that. But I mean like they were like, okay, we should make it all H. Yeah, I think they con- they consciously did that. Yeah, yeah, because you know sometimes sometimes people do it. Uh, but yeah, so Lee just comes in to check on his fallen friend, and him and Cross just have a big stare down to end the show. Because presumably and- that is the next match. It almost. It almost feels like it's too early. Yeah, because, you know, Cause there's n- Lee, Lee can't lose. Lee can't lose. Uh, put, Cross, th- put that on a shirt. to keep his aura. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting the, how they book it. This was still certainly the best. This was better than I think, uh, or I enjoyed this more than his Tommaso Ciampa match. Yeah, me too. He showed more more character, more of that killer inside. Um and Dijakovic, you know, there's rumors that he's being called up, so maybe this was a way to write him off NXT and send him over to SmackDown or something. Who knows? Yeah, or I mean, I guess know. the more talent we have on NXT, the more people that are going to move up without having, you know, like their shot, you know, or, yeah. or Not everyone ha- the having their name in the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's a great wrestler that, uh, yeah, any brand that has him will do well oh yeah he's super talented and super over so i think that's uh but i think but in terms of this title picture like the store we have begun our ascent to these two powerhouses uh coming 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 to blows face to face yeah so i guess that'll probably be a main event at takeover 30 that's that's a main event if i've ever smelled one unless we got (laughs) unless we have thatcher and lorkin in the fight pit (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but that was a main event we also have Uh, you know kick off the show with that ladder match just like they did in new orleans yeah io shirai who knows who she'll fight well maybe rhea ripley wants her rematch i don't know we don't know NXT is wow. and like you said, the tag belts haven't even been mentioned. NXT is in a fantastic place uh, and putting out fantastic television. I gotta say that that was the show, and that's almost all the time we have for the podcast. Mm-hmm. It lots of fun, lots of fun. Week. Another incredible week. The pay per view, another great edition of the Wednesday Night Wars. But Mike, one more thing that we have to do. It's the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week, 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 of the week
Mike, I'm going to toss it over to you to kick it off for this one. All right. Yeah, lots of action, lots of action this week, lots of good spots, fun matches all around. Uh, but I'm going to give it to a man who was featured many times last year, not quite as much this year. But uh, Kofi Kingston, pretty much just for taking that crazy-ass bump through the two tables. And it was a good match as well. But uh, yeah, Kofi, the balls. You know, this time last year, we were still full swing. Kofi Mania, world champion. Uh, but uh, he's still putting on great matches. Yeah, he he, he took that, you know, which may be the spot of the year. Oh, that should be yeah, a shooty. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that, that down. Yeah. That's a shooty category <laughs> officially for next year. Remember here, folks. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we just called like it. it. Uh, spot like of it. the year. I just wrote it down. Perfect. Yeah, Kofi, congratulations, wrestler of the week. I'm uh, I'm sticking with the WWE, but I'm hopping over to Wednesday night, uh, where I've just I've just been on this Timothy Thatcher roll for the last <laughs> for the last week. You know, ever since the fight pit, he has been. Ever since I learned that he's missing a tooth, like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I said that. I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Ever since he just be, somehow became more relatable. I have all my teeth, of course, uh, but he <laughs> <Yeah>. seems so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. And then I spent all week on YouTube just watching uh, all these old Timothy Thatcher matches. And then he has another one on Wednesday, and it totally does not disappoint. It was uh, just as strong as he's ever been. Um, and Timothy Thatcher, you're 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 climbing up the ranks on my personal he's on scale. The rise. He's I like on it. the Dick. rise. If WWE still had power rankings, uh, you would be on it. You would be power <laughs> yeah. ranked. You just hit number 10. You just kind of got on the list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he just won his first championship. Wrestler of the Week. <laughs> he just won his first Wrestler of the Week <laughs> champion. Get up there on Twitter. Start adding those belts. And in no time, yeah. you'll be in the Hall of Fame. That's all the time we have. Mike, that's all the time we have. Yes, indeed. It's 4 p.m. on a Thursday, so why don't we just we can start to go watch some uh, some basketball live from Disney World, Orlando. Are they playing right now? There's, preseason there, basketball. Yeah, games are starting at three. Kind of starting anytime between three and 7:30. Uh, Ten minute quarters. Uh, Raptors play 7:30 tomorrow night against Houston. Yeah, I saw the whole court setup. Looks very nice. Oh, very slick, uh, well, they're, um, they're also, I don't know if you noticed, in last night's Miami Heat game, they've taken video footage of the crowd cheering, and then they've put it onto the LED screens that are facing on the camera side. So you see, like, you, you know it's a video screen, but it is <laughs> actually uh, fans cheering, saying, like, let's go heat yeah. and stuff like that. It's an entire <laughs> production that I think Fit Finley would be uh, proud of. Yeah. You know, you know, did, you he, see, uh, did you see what MLS soccer did with, like, the fans showing up as well? No, what they On, like, do. webcams and shit. No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, behind the net, they would have, like, a video screen, and they would just be, like, you know, 10 boxes switching around, just like all know, these fans like FaceTiming themselves at home, like cheering on their coach. And stuff. Oh, that's fun. That's that's kind of yeah. fun. You couldn't really hear the audio. It was just like them, like moving. But it was like really looked like 2002 webcams. Well, quality. So, so then, of course, yesterday we had to switch over to MLB baseball, not because I watch baseball, but because I overheard they were just going to put in cr crowd cheering as if it's a game. And Mike, it's like they took the Wii baseball audio like the like the crowd cheering <laughs> and then but the craziest thing it sounds like it's a packed game like the the, the level of crowd walla uh, is like it's a like it's a wild card game 
yeah. and you're trying to make it to the playoffs. It's not the you know a game in the middle of July. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, sports are back. I'm excited. Sports are back with the open air. Of course, two of the MLB, you know, of the baseball stadium is going to be a bit different. Kind of gives you it gives you that difference between performance center shows and Daly's Place. Having that Daly's Place echo with the Daly's Place reverb, by the way, highly sought after reverb plugin. It just sounds <laughs> a lot better than, you know, the closed environment. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. That's, I all, like that's the, all I got from my... I like the thunder of the pounding on the barricade, though. That's fine. That feels cool. Yeah, on the funds. Yeah, the buildup. That go, that's it. That's my <laughs> that's my rant. That's my rant. That's all I got. All right. That's all I got for the all show, right. Mike. You take care of yourself, and folks at home, you take care of yourselves. Two.